the outlaw mud show drive-in for over 50 weeks the revolutionary force in sports entertainment podcasting and oh, welcome well, everyone to the outlaw mud show drive-in i'm, I'm uh, over in cardiff your cars i'm getting ready for uh, world turn off your, uh, turn off your headlights but i just uh, my, uh, my it's, it seems like it is i would say it's back just a nice night out so turn, uh, turn off your engine roll down your windows this is the a terrible situation to be involved there. in right now. And enjoy the show, terrible. everyone. Um, uh, now, hopefully, our two co- I will get back uh, to the United States in time to watch we this. Act, uh, I think my, we have uh, a floating friend. announce table. Maybe we're crossing storylines uh, with get other play. versions I, I, of ourselves from other uh, forms. I we will and, definitely uh, be watching the show. It'll definitely be better than all out in any regard. Pro wrestling with a little color in it. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, I know I don't know how uh, Joe is supposedly. Uh, I, I believe he's at the performance center because he is going to give us some live coverage from uh, uh, from NXT World Wide, NXT UK's last stand against the NXT 2.0. And Pete was actually a in Cardiff, a little at. At Celeste and the Castle, when we asked him to, you know, record a bit for the record a bit for the drive-in, I I believe his exact code was was sod off. I don't know what sod means, but I'm guessing it's not good. I'm sorry, I don't know, but he he had a good time. He had a good time. Yeah, he had. He called he called Gunter a, a, a wanker, and and he still lived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though his chest is a little pink, which uh, which we don't know why. I mean. I, I have no idea why he sent us a picture of his chest, anyways. But that's uh, that's besides the point. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <did he laughs> Maybe he got a he got a Gunter slap. You know, he just he's just like let's let's go. Well, chop. Be like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway, what she said is the chest matches the beard now, which I don't know whoever thought about it this way, but that's. <laughs> That's something weird. Okay, so teams against uh, Lanton. We uh, a lot of things are happening in in the in the world of wrestling this weekend. Um, Clash of the Castle was of course last night. Uh, I believe you have not been able to watch it, or have not watched it yeah. for personal reasons. Would you like to? Well, I can say that the, the 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 ramp and the audience they look nice. I did see five minutes only, and that's it. So uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, James has actually, uh, like earlier today, has asked for his release from the Outlaw Mucha Drive-In, citing mental health issues and his and his positioning on the card, uh, card here, the, uh, his booking charge. But we have uh, denied him because we don't want him to, you know, go run and go to the uh, to over the top rope or anything, something. Exactly. I I hear when we join a rival pod, so this is gonna give me a thirty minute uh, break. 30 minutes, sorry, 30 months. Yeah, 30 minute break. 30 days. <laughs> Mess like, that up. 30 uh, days. I'm 30 having days. a mental, I have a mental breakdown. Okay, 30 minutes. <laughs> a 30 day break from uh, all this lovely pro wrestling stuff and I'll hopefully be back rejuvenated and ready and excited for wrestling again. And that includes all forms of wrestling. So I know there'd be a certain someone be like, well, he gonna watch AEW, and no, and funny enough, uh, my one friend do not believe I'd be able to do this. I'm like, dude, it's very easily, cause only, cause see, this this is how I get. I'm like, dude, 
have you seen a full three-hour Raw? No, I haven't. I ain't in years. Exactly. You just watch highlights. <laughs> so you don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I could watch highlights, yeah, I would love it because I'm just catching what I need to see. So would you say, uh, so would you say you're going to be catching the occasional highlights in, the, in this thing? Or if that's oh, no, I'm not going to make nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. Mm-mm. I removed everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a complete shutdown on wrestling uh, for you. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, uh, I, I, I will go on the record right now and say I envy that level of maturity. I don't think I'll ever be able to do that to myself. Yeah, see? Well, the thing is that it, it, now I want to say this to everyone out there. Wrestling did not take up majority of my time, but it took a good chunk of it now. And I have other things I can do that. And, you know, like, I just give you sit back and realize just me, probably Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Friday. and let's go with a, go with a Sunday. Okay. That's at least a good 15 hours of wrestling a week. Mm-hmm. That's a lot <laughs> so, if you think about it. Yeah. So, exactly. And I could be doing other things with that. So, yeah. And so, and then some off days, you're looking at wrestling news, looking at wrestling sites, you're looking at other things, you're listening to wrestling podcasts, you're hearing everything, and it's just like, yeah, just, just zone it all out and stuff like that. Yeah. And if I can give myself a little break, and then I'll come back and see. It should be interesting. It would be like, you know, that uh, that scene from Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home, where Doc Ock gets the ship fixed, and he's like, the voices, they're not there anymore. Yeah, full disclosure, I actually, I, I actually just came from the screening uh, from uh, from the theater where I watched the uh, Spider-Man: The Fun Stuff, the uh, the Fun Stuff edition. Well, that's why I remember. It. Oh, did you? Yeah. So was the extra stuff in there? Extra stuff in there, yeah, yeah. There's extra stuff in there. It's it's mostly it's not extra stuff with the three Parkers, which uh, you would think is the meat and uh, no. the It's extra stuff mm-hmm. before actually the multiverse breaks, and there's a few things. That, uh, uh, yeah. But, if, but you don't post tell don't post tell people that it's just the extra thirty minutes and you're just supposed to it's, guess. It's an extra, it's an extra eleven minutes. <laughs> exactly. See, this is, that's how it works. Yeah. Don't it, it, say business. Yeah, I, I'm just making expectation for anyone within the sound of my voice. It's like uh, if you go in there, you're expecting that three, uh, like you know, all the extra things are gonna be like you know the three Peters going in or more fight scenes or anything. No, that's not it. It's more day to day stuff, which is actually. Makes the movie a lot, a lot better because you get more into the details of Peter's life and the Parker universe and so on, and the, the mm-hmm. characters around it. I know. Have you seen the joke about the movie itself? That if only if he asked, "Hey, can you let the world forget about Mysterio?" The movie would have been over then. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, oh, good point. Yeah, maybe I forget Mysterio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah see? That'd be a good point. That's, a uh, that is a good point, but that's it's it's, it's, it's uh, something that you can talk about in all the other uh, in all other movies. Oh yeah, yeah. It was just, it was a running joke thing. They always say every new movie come out. It's some little joke they say. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, it works for Peter Parker uh, for Spider Man because Peter Parker uh, because if you read the Spider Man comics, he, he always speaks shit up in the stupidest of ways. And yeah, and he always and Spider Man is about sacrifices. That's the yeah. whole point. Yeah, exactly. So, it's, yeah. About, it's about it's it's and it's honestly it's pretty trash when you see the overall the whole theme of the character is he can never be tr- 
actually happy. That's the whole thing. He gets happy for one mm-hmm. issue, then it all goes down to hell in the next one. <laughs> and, 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 and like I told you when we saw the movie, it was like the best good sad ending because you know what happened is sad, but it was a good ending for yeah. him and everybody and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah it's the reboot on the whole thing. And just to get back to Marvel, because this is what me and uh, Master Eden Muhammad do. We talk about everything in uh, the world and pop culture. Yeah. So, the and uh, no pun intended, but uh, the they got the torches out for, uh, how do you pronounce his name? The director of Thor Love and uh, Taika Waititi? Yeah, yeah. Why, 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 though? I saw a little rumbling about that, that I didn't. Well, the rumor is he won't be coming back for five because they, they, even though the movie performed well, it could have did better, and they heard all the negative feedback about him and then the movie. So yeah, and all of a sudden everyone just got in the woodwork saying, "Yeah, we want the we want serious Thor." Well, serious uh-huh. Thor is what got you the Dark World, guys, and no one likes it. Oh, now they want it back now. They want it back now, and that's what I'm with you. It's like y'all complained about it. Yeah, I love Ragnarok. Now, oh, it's too much. It's too much now. It, 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 everything's a joke now. And I'm like, that's what y'all wanted. <laughs> it was a good movie. Oh, I hated this and that, but it's it's the same thing with She-Hulk. Like, you know the scene, and I didn't say nothing about that extra credit scene because I was waiting to see your response to which the head-scratching thing. Because I just think, I'm like, it's a fun show. None, it's Everything fun. can't be seriously good. Yeah. It, it was just weird, but it, I'm glad it, it was an extra it, credit. Yeah, it, it's my only thing is that the CGI is not as, as crisp as you would expect it for these things, which makes it a little, you know, some of it is a little bit eye-popping. It's like, yeah, that doesn't look real. <laughs> yeah, so, oh yeah, they just want him not to be anything with, uh, they don't want his Star Wars movie, and they definitely don't want him to do another Thor movie and stuff like that, and yeah, and and, and here's the funny thing. If it is another Thor and it's serious and everything, they're gonna hate it because you already got split uh, devote fans. You're gonna get people who are gonna say like, uh, "Okay, what happened? Why is Thor so gloomy? So gloomy now?" And mm-hmm. and God forbid, I, I, don't know. I, I mean, God forbid that a movie, yeah, that an MCU movie is actually fun for a change. Nope, nope, nope. Everything got to be DC, and you know how DC going. I mean, yeah. I mean. <laughs> I mean, uh, seriously, I mean, like, because look at the track record we've had, uh, we've had in the past couple of years. You had Black Widow, serious and morbid. Uh, I mean, it had a lot of MCU-ish humor in it, but that's all the movies. Eternal, serious and exactly. Morbid. Shang-Chi, okay, it, it, it star. I mean, it had more, it had more lighthearted comedy, but it was still serious and morbid. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, me, it was action movie. It was a fun yeah. adventure action movie, yeah. and it had it. And it had dark moments. Yeah, you know, his mama died. He had to kill his father, and all mm-hmm. of that. There was dark moments, but there was a lot of dark. I look at it like, yeah, everything cannot be the Batman. <laughs> See, and that's why I try to argue with y'all. With DC needs to stop because everybody based everything on Batman movies. But that's what everybody likes. I know that's the money maker, but y'all give this presence that everything has to be. A Batman. No one understands. Uh, this the problem. No one understands that the essence of Batman is that he's a tragic character. It's the only character that can pull this off is Batman because. No, no, no. He's a badass. And I want my movies to be badass. And I want villains to be eating babies and, and doing all this stuff like that. Because that's what it is. Because it's dark and it's brooding. Because everybody's secretly emo and goth. 
<laughs> they just don't want to admit it. <laughs> if that's what it is. Except for Deadpool. Deadpool just got to be funny and ultra violent. Yeah. There you go. Because I'm going to tell you this. Yeah. But let me give you a hot take on this. Let me ask you this. Peacemaker. We loved it. It was great. Now, did you love Peacemaker because of the wonderful acting by that wrestler who was invisible or the violence? Because I liked it because honestly, honestly, of that, that visible wrestler John Cena. And honestly, honestly, the wonderful acting. I, 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 and here's the thing about me. I, I, uh, if, a lot, if there's like long drawn out action sequences, I zone, I zone a lot of it out. Mm-hmm. I, I was watching. I was watching The Gray Man on Netflix. I zoned out for half that movie because it's action sequence after action sequence after action sequence, and I'm like, I heard. Yeah, I saw you talk about it to Joe and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't. I, give me, give me stories. <laughs> that, but exactly. That's just me. That's the whole uh, me. And then again, yeah. Peacemaker was good. Was great because John Cena was made that character great in the Suicide Squad. So. You're... Exactly, because I was worried. I was me. I was worried. Like, how is it gonna make this work? Because I'm looking at this trailer. It looks totally different than the suicide version of himself in the movie. Like, this is more not lighthearted, but a little bit more. They have comedic moments, but not but super serious. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the story made it work, and what they did it worked. But they love it. And they think it, they love it because it was violent. When you look at it, it wasn't that really violent. It wasn't really violent. I mean, like, it had violence yeah. in it, but it was never about the violence. It's... No. But that's what people assume they want. Because I can tell you number, Master Heater. There's more hate for She-Hulk than in Miss Marvel. But it goes both ways. It's a who of you get. Yeah, it's kind of weird because... And again... Seahawk is probably the uh, one of the. I mean, next to Eternals, probably, it's probably the most ambitious adaptation from comic to screen that they had. Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you, Seahawk is a is a hard character to get to make interesting. Mm-hmm. It's the one you know what? that turns into a monster. That's it. I mean, I exactly. I, and she's a lawyer, and she's trying to balance her life. Yeah, exactly. Different from it's, it's the, of, yeah, the high yeah. concept of it is not as in as the high concept of She Hulk is not as interesting as it is. But when you get to the details, yeah, there is a character there. But yeah, see, but no, you making me think, and she's a she's a woman, and then she's doing woman things. I don't understand because I have I'm a dude, so I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> I will say this now: people who are complaining about the about the overwokeness of it. And I usually don't like when people say that, but I can see that in She-Hulk because they have that one character. Which one character? Her that assistant? Says, no, the guy who was with her in the DA and now and then became her yeah. client in the last one. Yeah. That dude is like cartoonishly toxic masculine. <laughs> <laughs> but it but, but the thing is we may know someone like that. <laughs> that's the whole thing. I know. <laughs> and no, that's the problem. And I understand the thing, but it, it, it's kind of like, yeah, that guy was written because they wanted to make like an, uh, an example of what a bad male, a male, a male, male. What an idiot is. What a yeah, yeah, self-centered, exactly. white privileged person. The thing is, 
he can be in anything and they do work woke. That's the problem because they know that's the whole point. It could be an all black cast movie, super serious, and he's there. And they like, see, it's woke because the white guy's bad. I'm like, but y'all know why. <laughs> that's the whole point. And I'm with you. I hate the whole woke thing because woke to me is an excuse for anything. Woke could be anything. It's, it's in point. Uh, I, I will say this it's the woke is the whole thing of like. You know what? Let's make a uh, what I don't like about the about it. Let's make a character gay for the sake of making the character gay. Nothing. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't affect anything. It's just look. Look what we did. There's a gay guy right there. <laughs> I get you. I understand that completely. But you know what? I get used to it because they do the same thing with a black oh, person. Yeah. yeah. Or you know, now Middle Eastern. There's always got to be a Middle I mean, Eastern somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I get. I get it. <laughs> And, and then, yeah. again, part of me is like, yeah, okay, middle uh, it's, uh, I still sometimes cringe at, like, you know, when they have, like, you know, the random girl in hijab uh, just sitting. We diverse! It's, we it's, diverse! It's, it's diverse, but, <laughs> it's diverse, but, you know, sometimes they put them in these situations where I'm like, yeah, Muslim would not be in there, would not be sitting there with these people right now. Of course, of course. <laughs> like, That's all what we it's like, just like with they're like yeah, story. yeah, it's not like they 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 make them a character. They're just an extra in the background wearing a hijab, and it's like, and they're like, and uh, I'm just gonna say, as they're like at the double worshiping, uh, and I'm like, yeah, why is there a Muslim there? Can't have it represent, but no, I totally get you. But see, see, you at least when I say this, you understand. At least you at the bottom tier. Of minorities now, because yeah. now we're supposed to be complaining. We up that top now that we in every damn thing. <laughs> we we wouldn't be there. <laughs> I, mean, just, you know, I just be... I just finished the Bloody Mary episode from my uh, uh, American Horror Story stuff. You see, it's like so. Hey, group of white friends and one black guy. Let's look at this haunted house. Like we ain't gonna do no haunted house. <laughs> okay, so it's like yeah. They got us right there, so it's it's well, just yeah. Well, at least I think uh, I mean you can uh, stop me if I'm wrong, but for black characters in these kind of movies now, they're kind of self-aware about it, so they put them like in their tongue-in-cheek style. It's like, mm-hmm. which is kind of like you know they do the fourth wall of the black guy go in there. No, uh, the black guy's not gonna go in there. <laughs> exactly. So it's, exactly, and 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 as again in She-Hulk, they just debuted the new black character so there you go so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but still i don't know but, it's but just... still she is fun it's, it's like a shut up your mind like just relax and watch that it feels yeah and 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 i have to argue with joe and he's like it's torture like it's 30 minutes joe <laughs> i, don't I get it I, I if it was one hour show. yeah i i didn't get it because, because again it's like i'm Trying, I mean, like, I could get the first episode, but, like, at the second episode, I cannot see what was, like, overly aggressive jumping out of you that he would say it's torture. I know. I don't right? know. He's probably, gonna, he's probably going to listen. Like, yeah, he's probably going to listen to this and then message us about it. So, <laughs> yeah. It's we're not. It's not like we're just, we just making it, making it up to jump. But, yeah, yeah, I thought the third episode was good. And again, that, one thing I'll say about this. I love Disney plus Marvel shows because they don't stay too long. You're going to get 8 to 10, 30, 40 minute episode, one story thing. Except for, Dare, except, except for Daredevil, which is going to be 16. So. Yeah, but see, Daredevil's good and interesting. So 
that's why I can't ever get tired of them. I enjoy them because I know I can watch them, but not binge watch them. But I got a month to watch something and be done with it. Yeah. It's not like, oh, let's let's do some fuller episodes. Let's talk about somebody we don't care about. Let's let's let's, let's drag them along. Like, yeah, like yeah, you and I had the chat like on Friday morning or Thursday night, depending on whose time zone we're talking. But uh, it's good that She-Hulk is more like a window into the MCU. So you're like exploring other the other things you're seeing with them yeah. having. You got to see the Wrecking Crew, which by the way, the Wrecking Crew got roasted online because they look. They look nothing like their comic book counterparts, which I can understand that honestly, because here's his, his thing. His thing. I'm not familiar with the Wrecking Crew, so when I look up like this YouTube, the Easter egg, they're, oh, they actually somebody, right? Oh, and they had the W's on the shirt, like oh, I kind of knew they were somebody, but I didn't know who they were, and I saw the comic book look. I'm like, that looks too much. <laughs> they look, that looks too much, but they look like I mean, they look threatening. They're huge, like you know, in, in the comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys were. And again, they're going up against She-Hulk, which grows up large, but these guys look puny. Yeah. But I'm thinking, since it's, they more supposed to be a joke, and that's how they were in the comic book. Not super jokey, but... I mean, but, yeah, you know, uh, they, they were jokes yeah. for the most part until, I don't know, there was this one... I remember there was this one issue where they took out, uh, took out the New Avengers, like all of this, mm-hmm. and New Avengers was like Luke Cage, Miss Marvel, which, which is... Not Miss Marvel from the show, Miss Marvel, who was Carol Danvers before she got to be, she became Captain Marvel. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think Spider Man, Spider Woman, uh, Spider Woman was in there, Spider Man, and uh, and they took all of them out, and that's when I was like, oh, the Wrecking Crew are badasses when they want to, but even though they're grunts, most of the like most of their comics, yeah, are yeah. So that's how I look at it, but we don't. As again, you have to watch and see. Maybe they get it. Maybe they get better. And stuff like that, maybe but again, they, it's maybe, maybe, maybe something else happens to them and then they become those friends. Yeah, because I'm honestly telling you, if they were big muscle guys and that still happened, they still complain. See, see, yeah, these big muscle guys get pulled. I mean, that would have been, that, that been uh, they would have uh, gone back to the woke thing of like, you know, hell yeah, yeah, of course, she got to be stronger. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> but no, I, I, I like it, it's short and it's sweet, and people yeah. still waiting for Daredevil. In his cameo, which I'm like, I can't wait to see that either. But still, and she said it. Um, she said it right, uh, right off the bat. It's like it's uh, again, the fourth wall is a little bit, you know, it's a little shaky with the with the whole thing. It's 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 like, you know, once they put the fourth uh, fourth wall breaking in there, you know, she's gonna be compared to Deadpool, and she's not gonna, she's not gonna measure up. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. And the whole thing is that she's been doing it before Deadpool. So yeah, see, but yeah. That's why, like, I don't really listen to the argument of it. You can say it's not for you or the thing, but see, it's hard for me to see. How can I say it? When someone tells me there's bad acting or bad writing, it's hard for me to see if it's a decent movie. Now, bad movie, yeah, it's there. But anything that's big, I'm just like, I'm probably not noticing it. Or I just don't watch yeah, enough movies exactly to be like, oh, it's, it's, it's yeah. And again, it's depending on the thing. It's, it's, personally, I like a show that does not demand my full attention <laughs> right now. It's like. I never seen Juno, but to me, Juno had bad writing to me. Juno, the movie, what I mean, I, yeah. I didn't see it all the way, but certain parts of it, to me, I thought that was horrible writing. Because the way she talked yeah, and said yeah. things, I'm like, no one talks like this. <laughs> Exactly. That's what uh, you were saying. And the whole thing is that the the writing was the one thing that was everyone keeps talking about about Juno, and it's full like. Uh, 
I won't say it was bad, but it was like, it was surreal, it's like, and it goes a lot when Ellen Page, or Elliot Page now, it's, uh, but was saying these things, and it's like, yeah, no one in that situation is that situation is gonna put those words together in that way. You know, you know what you Yeah. But we was all into they was all into Diablo Cody at that time. And I'm just like, uh, you know what? This is this this is wrap up Juno and we yeah, move to another and, subject. And, oh, and, and that's the problem. Jennifer's body suffered from the from the writing as well. <laughs> it went <laughs> it went yeah. To, yeah. It could have been a decent oh. movie, but it's uh, like the writing was too much, and then you know, you tried to do the whole comedy horror thing, and it just didn't hit. No, did she do anything after did that? You know, what was that? Did she write it? Uh, yeah, yeah, she did something with what's her name? Um, she's she's in the Fast and the Furious Cypher, uh, the girl from uh. The girl from Game of Thrones is doing the invitation thing, uh, right? No, no, she was um, Charlie Thiessen. She did a, she did some type of movie with Charlie Thiessen, I think. Diablo Cody did, and she did a play. But the sum up Juno was I was oh, at yeah, a friend's yeah. wedding. Did, uh, yeah, the movie's name is Cully. Oh, she did two. Yeah, it? she did Young yeah. Adult in twenty eleven and Cully in twenty eighteen. And... Yeah, I remember Young Adult. Yeah, but this is how I wrap up Juno. At a wedding, in the line getting food, parents that was twenty years old than me was talking about it and they was loving it, and I'm looking like, "Yep, those for people who was beyond our age," because they just look at this as like, "Yeah, that's how our kids talk today and how they react to things." I'm like, "No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not." <laughs> yeah. Dude, I just dragged, like, oh, I just dragged my weight in Sunny D. <laughs> you see what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. That's what that movie was made for. That movie was made for people's parents, so they could like, see, this is my kid be talking about. Like, no, no. Yeah. This is why I don't understand. They talk like this all. The time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah, man. but anyway, uh, bottom line is that uh, she hawk is good. <laughs> all right, exactly. But all right, this is what we do. You tell me what happened in Clash of Clash of the Castle. Okay. And I will pick. Uh, outside of opinion on it, no, I'll be we happy. Can discuss from there. I'll be happy to. Okay, yeah. so let's see. Uh, Clash of the Castle started with the uh, six. Uh, the pre-show had the six-man team between Madcap Moss, uh, the Sweet Prophet, versus Austin Theory. Austin Theory now, and the mm-hmm. Outside Academy. And thank you. Thank you. Um, I don't no. know. I I also I must confess to you. I don't know who won that match because my um, my my connection glitched right at the end. Of it. And by the time it came back, they were running down the show, and they never uh, they never came back to the match. Oh, clearly, clearly, Alpha Alpha Academy in theory lost. Now I mean, my question yeah, is, yeah, this, this new thing. So I'm outside. Why were they wrestling? So there are two separate brands. Why they are. I'm guessing it's like the super show type of thing. It's uh, wait a minute. So you got Madcap and Theory are well, I guess Theory is raw as well. I guess it's only Madcap. Yeah, see, that's what I said. It was basically SmackDown. No, because private, yeah, you got the Sweet Prophet, but the Sweet Prophets were on SmackDown this past Friday when they were when they helped out. 
let's not talk about that because you know they was they was hanging out with their new friends they just magically found now. I mean, yeah. It's kind of weird, <laughs> weird that Asia Francis went on Twitter and said stop like stop gr- grouping in every black wrestler you know into the new day into the hitro and then the, and then the next week they're and here you go magically yeah it's kind the of... prophets are hanging out with hit row wow who would thought with well, it's honestly, it's kind, of, it's it's kind of fifty. You could uh, you could see the prophets being the cool kids going out to hang out with the other cool kids, which are the hit, uh, which are hit show. I mean, let's just you know, let's let's pretend like the whole rapping thing at the SmackDown twelve hundred did not happen because. <laughs> I try let's, every day, man. Let's just, let's, I try. let's just let's just try <laughs> to forget about that part because it's horrible. <laughs> We're not gonna go into it, uh, but yeah. But anyways, it's it's just you know it's just a random crowd pleaser match, so it's uh, it just gets the uh, people. Oh, it's a good opener. It, yeah, that sounds like a good, a good opener. opener. Get everybody together. Yeah, the end. Uh, again, it's nice to see them doing something with Moss. Uh, because he was because he kind of got left out, uh, left off after SummerSlam. I mean, like, yeah, you didn't see him at all. So at least we know he's still there, and. Um, and uh, you know the guy's uh, probably got to be doing something right if he's uh, if he's dating uh, you know uh, Neil. So that, 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 yeah. That's either here or there. Uh, yeah. Who may show up? Who may come back too? That was rumors about her might showing up. Well, not uh, showing up, but might get. I, I wouldn't be my. I wouldn't mind her showing up, but let's pump the brakes a little bit. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. If he's bringing black and gold back, that's all. That's what everybody wanted. That's what I said. To quote my friend, he's course correcting everything and bringing everybody back. And I'm thinking, like, yeah, but not half of them was really missed. <laughs> okay, it's just like, I mean, yeah, he could use the I mean, he could use someone like him. And I think he is doing that, but he's got to be slow and smart about this, which I think he's doing. It's it's just sure. it's just there is a lot to fix about the roster though. That's the problem. It's the it's the roster uh-huh. went so thin that we are actually I mean like even with him putting all these people together, we're getting Mysterious versus Judgment Day for the third month in a row. Third, fourth mm-hmm. month. Oh, and I know what happened. I didn't know who won or lost that. I kinda guess who lost, but I know the, the angle. The angle of that, yes. Okay, uh, so yeah. Okay, so we'll go into the show and let's start with the uh, mysterious versus uh, yeah. Judgment Day. Who is your guest uh, that won this match? Who do you guess won the match? What's that? Who do you? Who is your guest who winning the match? Who do you think won the match? It's the six woman? No, the tag team match. Rey Mysterio and uh, Edge versus. Uh, oh, I'm assuming they lost. The Judgment Day. Rey Mysterio and Edge. You, yeah. yeah, you are incorrect, sir. What? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what was the whole angle all about? Okay, see, yeah, I was the same way oh, too. Your yeah. Honor, Exhibit One A, Exhibit One yeah. A. See what I mean? <laughs> and and here, here, here's the problem with it: uh, the angle happened at the end. It was a good angle, but though, and the match was kind of fun. And oh my God, uh, Edge's entrance in Cardiff, amazing. It's a pop like no other. He comes out with a mask, you know, kind of showing solidarity with the uh, Mysterio and so forth. And but, um, and the and the crowd is singing his song. So you got like, you know, my friend from uh, my friend and he just sent me a video or like, it shows them uh, they're all going on this guy, 
I see clear. Which, well, by I the figured way, there'd be some singing and some by, by the awesome way, chance, yeah, By the way, the Brits bring a, a different kind of energy to shows than any other yeah. Yeah. type of fans. So. And it's, it's, it's the whole British mentality for all the sports. If you watch any football games, soccer for you, Yang. Uh, if you watch any football games, you see that they sing the whole time and they do the whole, you know, they do the chant of the Seven Nation Army song all the time. They did that in the main event for Drew McIntyre. They were like, oh, Drew McIntyre. Eh. You know. Yeah. Kind of you kind of froze when you about to say, oh, and it was just funny how you was like, yeah. Thought yeah, you was I, like... I was like, oh. oh no, I know. The UK, yeah, UK fans are great. Yeah. But, Stuff uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's go one by one. So you got the six-woman tag match. and Did they sing Hey, Hey, Bailey? Yes, they did. <laughs> Yeah, they did. <laughs> so this was a hot match in more ways than one. I mean, like it, it was like a hot crowd, uh, a hot action, hot women. I mean, like, Tamala, let's not kid ourselves. No. Uh, Joe, Joe, Joe was gone for a good forty minutes. Yeah. Oh, we were, we were both gone at the same time. <laughs> if you run down our chat, you're gonna see this. I'll tell you, this pay per view tested my uh, endurance. Let's say. Uh, let's say. Okay. <laughs> but. But anyway, they had a lot of good matches. I would say the MVP of that match was Dakota Kai because everything she did looked picture perfect almost. She did do that one drop catch on the outside that looked like it came out of nowhere and looked like it was devastating and it was perfectly executed. And mm-hmm. and I would say this was the right outcome. Bailey pinning uh, Bianca for Belair. to win the match. Yeah, yeah, Bianca Belair to win the match, which sets up Bailey versus Bianca Belair in the future. And that mm-hmm. that is the correct thing. And uh, these guys, uh, I think, I think their name is Control. That's the rumor. Yeah. Yeah. Or Damage Control or something like that. That's uh, damage. No, I, we'll I, I, damage, damage control. You're, think, you're thinking of MCU. <laughs> no, 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 but <laughs> it could be. You know what? They could have said damage control. Like, oh, no, we don't get sued by dancing. So let's just say control. Yeah. But, yeah. I hope they win with the loss they had on Raw. Which exactly. Which, was, which was kind of odd. It's, it's the only uh, the only thing is that uh, the only explanation for it is they want to separate them from the tag titles for now. Yes. 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 There's still a shadow looming over that. So, yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, it's a hot, a hot match. The crowd is into it. It's everything is going good. Right, people went over. Uh, they chanted. They did the whole like "Hey Bailey" song in the middle, and Bailey soaked it in for like two seconds before she turned on them. Of course, as I was waiting yeah. to see. Yeah. Yeah. And she kept like you know shouting to them to shut up and everything. And she just tweeted this morning. Someone tweeted the singing, and she just retweeted and said, "It's not 2015 anymore, guys. Seriously, grow up." Exactly. Hello. <laughs> which, which I would imagine that Bailey has nightmares about that song because they flustered the hell out of her when she was in Glasgow in 2015. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. But I figured they do it though for Bailey and stuff. But no, I was looking for it, but the right team won that one. Yeah. And then you go into the next into the next match. First of all, they do the whole they run down the British Bulldog versus Bret Hart match at SummerSlam, and they have Bret Hart. As I saw Bret Hart, and I'm like. Nice to have him there. That's when I came in, right when they, right when they said Bret Hart. I'm like, yeah, it's nice to fly him down. 
It's just nice to see Bret Hart. Yeah, it's, not, he... it's, it's honestly, it's always nice to see Bret Hart. He, he, he has a certain, you know, uh, what's the word? A prestige to whatever show he's got. He's like sitting ringside. It's like, whoa, yeah. uh, Bret Hart. He, 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 he's a grumpy grandpa now, but I still yeah. love him. He's my guy. Yeah, but he's a grumpy grandpa, <laughs> but he's like, you know, he's like that movie star grandpa. You know, the guy with the slick white hair who's always, who always talks properly to people. He's always respected. Mm-hmm. You know, he's sort of like a godfather. Don. He's sort of like a Don in these things. And uh, that's when, you know, you got, oh, they got Bret Hart inside. It's nice and he's presentable. He's a, he also has mm-hmm. the look of like, you know, a really, you know, respected man. But, uh, yeah. So they run down the match. Then they sh- they said, uh, please welcome the family of the British Bulldog and them and Bret Hart. And they never shot, they never showed the family of the Bulldog. I'm guessing, no, that's all weird. And like, I'm guessing you're talking about British Bulldog, and like, but that's Bret Hart. Like, guess, uh, yeah, and I'm guessing maybe, maybe the Bulldog's daughter, because I know she was at the show. People had were posting pictures with her. Maybe she was to his left, which yeah, was out of. They just yeah, because like that just looked like Bret, and that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then you got you know, and then you got you know, uh, Sheamus comes out uh, with the nice entrance, uh, nice, nice entrance, and nice stuff. entrance. Crowd is hot for Sheamus. Yeah, a lot of, and apparently a lot of people meet the you know the journey across that little while. I don't let know. Me, I, let me jump in on this. So I did see Ludwig, and I said I was happy when they brought out uh, the Divin- uh, Giovanni. And they said Imperial, and they did the thing. But then when they like Gunter, and I'm like, eh, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> but the music and everything—it it was nice. It, it's a win. It's a, we'll take that. We'll take that little win. At least, at least he went back to the black attire because the red attire was uh, yes. horrendous. Yes, yes. And I was happy for that. I'm just like, eh. but see, my this was my whole point, and we'll get back to it. That I try to explain to my friend is that I honestly, it was a minor problem. The, the red cons with NXT, but uh, you get used to it, you know, over time. So when he when he red cons it, it's just like, oh well. Now you just to me, he just you just appeasing the fans. Now it's not gonna change anything. It's now Imperium up in the main roster as a set, and they're gonna feud with Sheamus and the Brawling Buddies. Are we gonna just have a, a month of six mans now, or? Uh, if we going to focus on Incontinental title, because it's just like okay, say, yeah, I, 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 I would say the one time thing or something, or like I also think that chapter is uh, gone right now. It's, it's uh, I mean, he beat Sheamus. Yeah, like, but that's what I'm saying. He, he straight, he straight yeah. up beat him. It was it was like a hell of a brawl. It was a hell of a fight. It was an amazing yeah. match. It, it it almost it almost sold the show until the main event came around. But we'll talk about the main event in the list. Yeah, and. Uh, and that's I just like I like this little thing, but it's like it's not. It's just making the fans get happy, and it's nothing like. Again, Matt Riddle. I was fine with him named Riddle. Now he's Matt Riddle. I supposed to be happy now. <laughs> See, it's, it's just like it's I, like. Well, I don't think he's doing. It. I mean, I don't think Triple H is putting these things out there to appease the fans as much as it's like he's trying to execute his own vision. And I get that. But it just had the fans like, "Wow, we got back!" And they're like, "It's it's okay. Y'all gonna keep calling him Riddle after I mean, the fact." The whole idea is that it doesn't. It's as as it doesn't matter. I mean, like I was thinking the whole thing about Austin Theory and Matt Riddle. It's always implied that their names are still Matthew Riddle and 
Awesome Theory and Tommaso Ciampa. You're not. You're just not using the first name. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's how I felt about it. Now Theory kind of needed his name because it was just weird because to say it's weird theory. To just say theory. theory. It's honestly, it's kind of weird to say Champa only. It's, it's it's just like it's good to know Champa, but if he's just known as Champa, it's kind of weird. It's yeah. because Tommaso Champa. Tommaso Champa as a package is such a badass name, though. That's what yes, that's why I get that. And Riddle just sounds better than Matt Riddle. It just because when you see him, you just think Riddle. Matt Riddle just it's weird because he just it sounds so normal. Like I see when I think of Matt Riddle, I think of someone in a suit and this and that that does you know business meeting. <laughs> but when you see him, you're like, nah, it don't work. No, Perium's back. Seamus lost, it's, which we kind of knew. Yeah, it's Imperium. Appearance back, and then they take out the boots and they fight to the back, which leaves only Seamus and Gunther, which is a which is the great call in itself. Yeah, you know, and I like the little scene they facing off, where they the members are all going crazy on each other and stuff like that, and which was crazy, but yes. But moving on, next match. Next match. Okay, I'm 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 gonna. By the way, match up match up in the Street Profits one, just you know. But well, of course they. Usually faces win in the opening matches, get the crowd all happy and stuff. <laughs> okay, and the next match was the women's championship match, Liv Morgan versus Tina Basler. And okay. Okay, uh, just one thing. Before you say a word, I always want you to be 100% truthful. If it's going to hurt Joe feelings, let's go. <laughs> no, actually, he's got to like this because I guess uh, yeah. I found it hard to focus on this match. Is it because of Liv? Yes, it was because of Liv. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for you to say, I yes. I don't know if you've seen pictures of that attire she was wearing, but oh my goodness. Anyway. Oh, oh no, no, no. Oh, oh, geez, man. Joe was out. <laughs> yeah. Joe was out. I was like, damn, Liv. And, uh, if I was out, uh, you know, you can imagine Joe having the biggest crush on her ever, uh, how he was. Oh, I know, I know. Because uh, I was like, damn, Liv. And then I was trying to get back in the match and then, imagine, then damn, Liv again. It's like, focus. But here's what I'm gonna say. Liv Morgan, she needs to work on her striking because it looks horrible. <laughs> it's, honestly, there was this part where she fired up and just started punching Tina, and I'm like, yeah. Not working. Yeah, Not working. Yeah, huh? yeah. Where did you learn how to strike? Uh, John Moxley school? school? <laughs> <laughs> Not John Moxley. Now, here you go. Is it bad than shaming man power punch? You know. <laughs> it's it's kind of like it's kind of. I'll tell you what it it reminds me of. It's not the same, but it's. Uh, do you remember that that phase that uh, Naomi went through where she was like doing the whole like kicking from both sides thing, and it looked fake, uh, fake as. Oh well. yeah, the, yeah, yeah. She was doing this and stuff yeah. like that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what those punches reminded me of. They don't look the same, but it's just they gave me the same vibe. She was like, she just screamed at Shane and then started punching. And, you know, in that case, you know, you'd expect her to load up some, you know, powerful punches, but basically, didn't look good. I um, can't even tell you, I can't even tell you what was wrong with them. I'm just saying, I couldn't, I didn't believe them when I was watching. And I, I guess Liv went over. Liv did go over, and it was a good, and all in all, it's a good underdog match. It's a Shane came off as a badass. Which was missing, and 
it might be hard to sell her that as the people to sell her to the people as a champion right now. It's that maybe there's a little bit of rehabilitation that could uh, that could come through, which is why they didn't put the tiles on her. Uh, I don't know, but it's it's. it's I'm it's, thinking it's, Ronda still. There's still still more with Ronda because it's like and there's still more with Ronda, but it feels like they're distancing Ronda from the title and focusing on Ronda versus the machine, sort of like you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking the same. See, my this this is what I was going. To, my hot take is that I love Liv Morgan and I support. Him. I'm happy she won. Yeah, but she, she, never she needs to. Be, yeah, she but, needs to, and I and I get that she's trying to play the babyface role, but the babyface role doesn't work. Not babyface. I mean, the underdog role is not working for her when it comes to like Ronda or Shayna. She needs. She needs some fodder. To build her up like she's up there, because the underdog thing that gets tiring, because they don't like. Okay, she probably beat the two toppest people on SmackDown and, now. And here's the idea: it's, it's, it's the problem is, you look at Liv Morgan right now, and you look at Tina around it, and you're like, there's no way this girl can beat the, the this girl. Exactly, you see, and that's the felt thing about the whole Ronda thing. And then she didn't get a solid win over Ronda; she got a a, a, a Seguri win. And now they're gonna like, well, she beat Shayna Baszler. Like, okay, but then. Who else? That's the whole point. So I'm looking at the roster. Who else? She can have. She can you know what? She can have the best match with someone like Alexa Bliss. But yeah. is this going to be like like this now? Because at the point now they're like, eh. <laughs> it's just. And here's the thing: it's uh, their women's division on SmackDown needs a little bolstering. I guess that's right. Yeah, a lot. Raw got the shot in the arm with the control with the control trio, so mm-hmm. hopefully we the band split is over with or they change up in the draft because I'm looking at it, they they need at least need well that's the problem they need to remove four people and pit four new people uh, in there yeah because or add four yeah, more because people God help me if I have to sit through another Liv Morgan versus Chelsea Blackheart match oh you will I'm gonna lose you will you will. And that's so I'm assuming if, if the thing is Toxic Attraction was supposed to be on the roster if they wasn't injured, but I was thinking more as a team, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe, or maybe they were just last minute because they couldn't get Nikita Lyons and uh, Zoe to the thing, and they, they were going yeah, yeah. to push them back. And I don't know, maybe Toxic Attraction was supposed to win the whole thing because still, while I like Elias, I, I mean, I'm with everyone who says Aliyah might is not ready yet or so forth, which, I mean, it kind of shows it's not... I, I like her, mm-hmm. but I feel I, her winning the tag titles with her solo is kind of a head-scratcher. It's like, really, these guys? So yeah. maybe that was supposed to be toxic attraction. Maybe. It, mm-hmm. The head-scratching thing is that she wasn't even the whole match. It was Gonzalez. And I'm it, thinking, it, is it, this going to be every match now? And it might it <laughs> might be a storyline of, like, you know, Aaliyah's just riding her coattails to the top, which, yeah. which, depending on where they go, could set her up as the babyface or the heel of the team. It's... Exactly. It's a good way to go to, to explore different possibilities and stuff. We'll but, see, but again, it's who they'd be challenging. Because, uh, let's see... Nikki Ash, do drop. Well, That's it. <laughs> yeah, and those girls have gone down to NXT, so we don't know if they're ever even going to be up anytime soon. 
Exactly. See, so I'm just saying, I'm just thinking like there's no actual real teams left except for those. So I will say, except except for a mismatch for the rumored comebacks, we don't know. Oh, you know, and once we you know, if we got time, I want to talk about uh, NXT, not Worlds Collab, but that episode. I saw the well, right quick. I saw the highlights. Of uh, what last? It episode, was nice. uh, the very last episode. The very last yeah, episode. yeah, okay, yeah. It makes sense, and it was good. I, uh, you know, I get why, because you know, this is a big thing. This is a next step for NXT. Uh, uh, you're talking about you're, are you talking about all the cameos that were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I saw some of them, but then I saw highlights. Like I didn't know uh, Gunther was there, Pete, and stuff like that. Well, I thought it was weird. It was Gunther, and he had Pete, but then it made sense. But yeah, and, yeah, but uh, Pete. Pete was on the uh, Zoom thing. Video, yeah. And then, you know, Finn. Champa. And then Champa. Finn didn't make sense, exactly, because I'm like, you a heel, but I, I, I didn't... It's uh, The whole he, idea was uh, that he was a heel. He had pride in being an NXT champion. So yeah, I figured yeah. they did that. Well, he can say, well, we recruiting, you know, they can mix it up and stuff like that. And yeah, that Rita was there. Yeah, Rita yeah. was there. She talked to Blair. Because we were thinking, uh, like me and Joe while we're watching this. Um, I was going to say, what was it? Yeah, who showed up for Mandy? Um, Shayna. Shayna, yeah. Shayna showed up for Mandy. So we were thinking, okay, I guess Rhea's going to show up for, uh, for the Sada UK Moore, one, yeah. For Sadamora. And we uh, actually, the first. The person we thought of was Alba Fire, aka formerly known as Kaylee Ray, but Kaylee Ray is part of the NXT roster, so we were like, so yeah. I'm thinking, well, if they're gonna bring you know legacies, Kaylee Ray does not really qualify, but then she's the person who talks to Sadamora about it, and it made it made more sense because Sadamora is like you know a veteran herself. Rhea Ripley is not gonna come in and tell Sadamora what to what give uh, Nikki Sadamora yeah. that talk. So they made Rhea talk to Blair Devon. And there's only, uh, and I, I was not shocked that no one talked. Well, I was shocked that no one from the UK. Well, is there any past UK tag team champions? I mean, they're pretty much on the show. I mean, you got Gallus and you got yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty Deadly. And, and there's only, and really Flash only. Flash Morgan, Webster, and, Mandrews, uh, and Mark Andrews have been released, so. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Like, yeah, and, and. And so is Trent, so it's not like you really can have like mustache mount. And uh, Tyler Bates is in the main event, so he's. Yeah, so. And then NXT, that did only. Let's see, DUI? <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's like that. It's the only thing else you could do is DUI, the Profits. You got the, the Red Dragon. Grizzled Young Veterans were the first NXT champions, but they're the diet now. And they're exactly. That's why I didn't, yeah, exactly. That's why they're, I didn't want to say the, them because they don't know. So their name is, the, so they're as a team, they're called the diet, and they're part of this group that's called Chism with. Casey and them, yeah. That's, I was going to say the Grizzled Young Veterans, but they're different now. They, 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 they don't such thing as that no more. They don't the, exist. So like, the they diet. couldn't have no tags to go up. They, they, they're mean guys. Who are who have found their inner peace? I guess I don't know what. Ah, uh, exactly. Uh, no, but I thought, I thought it was a little nice little nudge, nudge there. You know, to to the past, but well, not really. But you know, <laughs> it's more like current 
NXT it's, it's and good, making it. But it's good, but uh, you got to keep in mind that everything, all this happened on NXT, on uh, the NXT show. It didn't happen on Raw or SmackDown, so it's not geared towards bringing more people to watch it. It's just... Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying it was nice. I was just... Yeah. just I want to say, like, past and present. Like, not really, because it's mostly present. Because <laughs> yeah. if you look at the NXT champions... It was Finn and Chapa. They were like the last two after Braun. Well, they could they couldn't do Dolph, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. The last two champions for black and gold. And then they got and then they have Ricochet in there challenging for the North American title for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there's nobody left. <laughs> Roddy would have been a good one, but like you said, he's on the roster already. And looking back, can be the dream. I mean, we were we were thinking you could you could bring in Noam Dar. He's the heritage champion. Mm, but he could have. And Priest was there just for a moment. Keith Lee's not there because you know what? If Keith Lee was there, I think Keith Lee would showed up too. See, it's just weird how you just think back. Like, yeah, they could have had a lot more people, but they're not around. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What? But no, I just thought it was nice and it was cool. And let's see what they do. It's just. It's a cool and I have a problem with Nikki. I have a problem with Nikki Ash and Dewdrop coming down. It's it's weird. But y'all doing something with them? They they deserve something, you know. It's whatever good, they can get it's out good, of them. If, if, if yeah. and uh, they should do this. If the and if they go back to the how way NXT was before the network, or even the early days of the network, where like main roster guys come in and do some. NXT tour promo, group promo programs with people. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm fine with that. Like yeah. Dolph mix it up a little bit. Like Ziggler did, and uh, you know, it adds. It adds the whole. Okay, it's you're slowly rebuilding the brand again. Yeah, and I'm, I'm fine with that. I love cool. I have nothing negative. Just like it was just pretty cool and stuff like that. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. I can't watch in, in NXT. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get. It. I mean, I get it. It's, it's honestly. The one thing that's keeping me watching it is just brand loyalty at this point. Mm-hmm. Truly, it's it has not it gets better sometimes, but it goes back down. It's just it is. You know what my true test is, and I don't know how long it's going to be because I'm I'm okay with him. I'm not. I want to say a fan of him. So I have I know what he can do and and blah blah blah. But I'm not sold on Braun Breaker. But I want to know you, what they're going to do once he move up. Should, that's yeah, something. Yeah, that's, yeah, I say you should. And you should not be sold on Braun Breaker because they have done very little to sell him. Yeah, so. Everything, every, like every program he's been in since winning the title, or since even he came out, I think he debuted last month. Every program he's been in, yeah. he's been the less interesting character in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know his heritage and lineage, but that don't mean nothing to me. <laughs> it's just like, I like again, I look at when people say that. Well, you know who he acts this net. I just watch his uncle and his father. Then <laughs> that's what I do there because <laughs> they was a little bit more entertaining. I don't need to see this now. It's, it's just done. It's like, but I do like William Weagle's son though. I did see. I, I do like Chase you. I like that. I like. It, it, I, I, I like. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, William and I like Riggle. that. Oh, William Regal's son, okay. <laughs> yeah. I like, this dude looks familiar, and I totally forgot that his son was in Linux UK because he does look like a young version of him. So I, you know, I will support William Regal's son and stuff like that and chase you because, you know, 
That was a teachable moment. Now, again, Phase 2 is one of those things that is just so cheesy it's work. It just... Exactly. It's fun. Exactly. It's, 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 all, it's, it's like, it's the same thing as... Oh, where did that go? Uh, what's his name? The guy who's the Don of NXT now. Uh, the Italian. Oh, uh, the, the, the actual Tony something. Tony, Tony I got an Italian name. Yeah. <laughs> Tony D'Angelo. He was yeah. he was heading that way too. People just liked him because the the gimmick was so outlandishly over the top, and then they tried to make him all serious and stuff, and it's not going anywhere now. But, uh, but it's the same thing that uh, made Adam Rose like you know over in NXT full sale. It, it was just he came out. There was an intro, and he had an entourage, and people just you know. It was fun. You get with it. Yeah. 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 But uh, but unlike uh, unlike Orange Cassidy, they all like people just. So through the whole thing, and they just you know we're, we're not we're not along for the ride anymore. Don't try to make me care about this character, unless he evolves. Mm. The problem is, like I'm gonna like we're gonna go back to Adam Rosen at some point, but he was called up way too soon. You know, it's like Adam Rose was just that they ran it they ran it too far. It's like because I've probably seen him a couple times in NXT. But then when he came, I was like, "This cool. I like the voice. I like the whole thing. It's different." Uh, he was but then it's like yeah, every week. And NXT has Adam Rose for like a month. That was it. Yeah, but then that was the thing about, and that's again try to argue with my friend. That's why NXT worked because they didn't hit it down our throats every day, every yeah. week. So you like you see it and you like yay, and then they move somewhere else and you see him again and like oh you'd be happy. Here it was every week, and then like this is basically Vince thing. Someone debuts. It's like it's like. And you yeah. can say this with every call up too. And here's the they thing: show you they give it. Yeah. Go ahead. It's it's no it's uh, no keep uh, going with your phone because I'm gonna like I'm gonna blow the cat. Yeah, like any debut, you show it to entirety. So let's say 100 percent, 100 percent week one, 100 percent week two, 100 percent week three. Off week, we gonna drop it down about 95. And then two months later, you probably get 20, 20% of the whole interest of the character. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm done with this. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, See, you're not working, so we're going to just change it up and do anything you want to do. And that's the whole thing with uh, Vince. It's like, who the hell wanted to see the bunny be a part of the story? See? <laughs> it was funny. And then we are like, who's the bunny? Who's the bunny? I'm like... Are we really doing this? Guys, he's, he's just the guy in the entourage. Who's the guy in the cheeseburger? Exactly. Who's the guy in the gladiator? Uh-huh. And the guy, this guy, because just he's coming to face who's the bunny, and then people will lean into that and not... You're focusing on the wrong part of the joke here. <laughs> That's not the mm-hmm. punchline. Uh, anyway, uh, it's, it's, it's the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, I don't know how, and I'll say this, because I say this because I'm a mark, and I'll say this. How did he mess up Bo Dallas? That could have worked. It was working, by the way. Even on the main roster, mm-hmm. he was working. They just, uh, for some reason, yeah, they just get... gave up. Exactly. Because when I heard about this guy and I saw him, I'm like, oh my God. This is how I think of John Cena. <laughs> this is like, a, this is someone, a, this is a John Cena right here. That This is how I picture John Cena as a heel. If they did, John Cena's a heel. Like, y'all love me. I do all this <laughs> for y'all oh, and stuff. Yeah. The part where we thought he arrived, it was, he was ready for the main roster when he kept saying, when the people kept chanting at him after he lost, Bo, 
leave. Bo, leave. Bo. Again, <laughs> again, the NXT full cell uh, crowd was genius when it came to chance. Uh, but uh, when he said, and then he got on the mic and he said, "You guys should have just believed. Now you, now leave now." And they said, "You leave. No, you leave." And then he said, "I'm gonna be the bigger person and I'm gonna leave." <laughs> <laughs> See exactly He's like I can't even this guy. I'm like, "This is great." <laughs> and they did the smile and, and, and when everything. Sammy Zane was home. They're booing the hell out of you. He said, "No, they're chanting Bo." Oh, see. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, exactly. I love the bit. And, and here's the thing. Uh, this is how I got my cousin into this guy. If you remember, uh, summer 2014 was the World Cup, and Brazil was in the semifinals versus Germany, and while they were in Brazil, and they got shot out 7-1. to one. And this jackass comes out, and he says, Don't worry, Brazil. You'll bounce back. Just believe. And he puts something. See? See, exactly. See, that's what I be doing. And I showed that to my cousin, and he's just lost it. He's not even a, like a big wrestling fan. I just showed him a few clips of Bo, and then I showed him this, and he was like, <laughs> "You see, his thing though about me. I tell people that like, don't worry, you just gotta believe and do something. Just look at me, just like, oh, that's what it did. Thumbs up. See, yeah, see, and that's what I'm like, yeah, but." Back to Clash Champs. So what was... Back to the club. But before after... we move on to the Clash of Champions, just, uh, guys, uh, just if you're uh, listening to us, uh, then I'm sorry. <laughs> I know we're getting... Uh, but no, but in all seriousness, more coverage of NXT uh, World Collide when we uh, when we have an exclusive, you know, report from Joe, who is at the Performance Center at the CWC, uh, ready for us uh, to run down that show. At least, I'm pretty, I'm like 90% sure he's there. He said he's going to be aware that He's gonna be there when worlds collide. But and anyway, back to the flash. You know, uh, watching it live, Master Eden. You know, watching it live. It's gonna be on at midnight tonight, so I'm gonna turn it on and probably sleep through the second match. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you being honest? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Funny enough, of... I thought World Collide was yesterday. Yeah. And like, no, 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 it's Sunday. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It's, yeah. It's kind of weird because here's how NXT has changed. We used to watch TakeOver and say there's no way the main roster is going to be able to top that. And now it's the other way around. I watched Class of Champions, me and Joe, and we were like, there's no way NXT is going to be able to top that. And uh, there's also no way AEW is going to be able to top that, but we'll talk about that later. It's not. But it's, it's, it's changed so much in so little time. But, yeah. Well, no, here you go. Here you go. It can't. It can, if they overbook it. When I mean overbook it, you got cameo this and this people there, but we know that ain't gonna happen because we know they in the UK. Yeah. That's the only way UK can actually do it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's, but it's, yeah. Not, it's still gonna be a lot of flash notes. Uh, still, there's no like you know stake in there. So, and which is by the way, it used to be NXT's thing. Now it was this show thing, which it shows you that Triple H is kind of consistent with the way he thinks how wrestling shows should be run. But here's the second. Uh, here, here's our next match: uh, Edge and Rey Mysterio versus the Judgment Day. So, Rey Mysterio comes out first with Dominic. Dominic seems kind of out of it. Like, yeah, he's happy, my dad, and everything, but uh, you know, not feeling it. You know, like I wish I was up there and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's foreshadowing at its highest thing, at its uh, good. And Edge comes out to that thunderous ovation I told you about, and the people singing his song, and it's like, and 
I could understand that because here's the thing. These are people who thought not necessarily that they're not going to see a WWK view, but they probably, until like a couple of years ago, thought they were never going to see the Edge wrestle live. Mm -hmm. Which is something that I thought at WrestleMania this year because I say this to people when I uh, for WrestleMania this year. There are a couple. Of, there is a few things when I started make the you know the annual pilgrimage to Mania or the you know where, that I never thought I would see. I never thought I would see the Rock in a match, which I kind of saw at WrestleMania 32. I never thought I'd see Steve Austin in a match. I never thought I was going to see Steve Austin in a match. I never thought I was going to see Edge in a match. And three of those things got checked out this year. So it's, it's kind of... And I know Edge versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania got swept under the rug a little bit under all the other awesomeness that was going on around it. But for mm -hmm. me, it was still a big thing that I'm seeing Edge wrestle. <laughs> oh, it's good. I saw him in the... I saw him in the ladder match with Christian. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same. I can see, I, I saw Edge, you know, at one point in my life, yeah, I saw Edge, so yeah. I understand, yeah. And you saw him versus Mick Foley at the, you know, in the in old bar. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I'm thinking, like, this is, and now this is kind of because the U.S. Uh, fans got a little bit of Edge, you know, over a lot of times, so they're, they're, it's still special when Edge comes out, but there's sort of like, you know, numb to the fact of how special this is. But this guy here is Cardiff, first time in, you know. And these people lost their mind for it. They still say his his entrance was, uh, like, a couple guys, uh, a couple guys I know who were at the stadium told me that well, the biggest thing they were raving about was Edge's entrance. Oh. Boo, Judgment Day got good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Judgment Day came out with spikes and shit, so there we go. <laughs> I know, bro. <laughs> anyway, so the match uh, turns out, and I'm honestly I'm checked out for most of this match because Judgment Day versus the Mysterious and Ed has run its course as far as yeah, it's, it's dead, yeah. And yeah, we're thinking yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking too, yeah. Yeah, and we're thinking. I hope they thought they open with this and it's be a squash. It's not a total squash, but you know, you get your good ten, but fifteen it's not, minutes. Yeah, but it's not the hot opener though. That's the uh, that's the thing about it. Yeah, you want the hot opener. So yeah, and. Here's what we were thinking, like, uh, watching this. If, if Dominic does not turn your, uh, tonight, then this match is a, is a colossal waste of time. And I don't care how good it is. Right, because that, that, that was the whole point. Yeah. I'm just glad you didn't join Judgment Day, because I still think that's just that's just making me weaker. Like, yeah, you that's get the whole Dominic. Thing. It was everyone expecting him to join Judgment Day. He went the other way. He didn't join them yet. He just turned. So it's, mm -hmm. so it's kind of good. And here's the thing, people forget how smooth and how good Finn Balor is. Dude is magic in that. <laughs> but anyway, the match happens. Rhea, at some point, at one point, uh, they double-team Finn Balor and uh, Dominic Mysterio gets in the ring and distracts the ref so they can do that. And Rhea, you know, snatches him, grabs him up like in a power slam thing, and then Rey Mysterio bolts over the top prop onto both of them. Sending Rhea into the barricade, comes back in. They win the match against Finn. They they're posing, they're celebrating, and then you know Edge goes in to hug or shake Dominic's head, and Dominic kicks him in the dick. I saw that, and I'm just like, and then I'm like, okay, it's like five minute video. Five, the first thing they showed is Edge kicking him. Like, did he turn on Ray? And I'm just like, er, yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay. 
and it's an organic turn too because it's like it's not like he went in there with evil intentions he just lost it yeah he's like how mm-hmm. much can you actually just you know keep putting this guy keep favoring this guy over your own flesh and blood type of deal exactly and that's why i was thinking judgment day one because i'm thinking edge messed up or something that's why dominic doing it but he said they did win now it makes even more sense it why worked. he yeah. just fed up that that should because i could see him tomorrow you know tomorrow it should have been me i should have been out my raising my hand with my father should have been me yeah it works <laughs> but it was a caucasian dude here that's not even family la familia yeah. <laughs> and then he's like glad eddie's my true dad yeah <laughs> me who decided to live with you instead of living with my own family. Exactly. And we was on a family feud together against Miss. <laughs> but he did, when he did that and then they cut to the judgment day after he kicks Edge in the you know down under and they are laughing their asses off and this this was the best thing ever. <laughs> they were like, We told you this was gonna happen uh, finally he sees the light. It's an, all in all, it's a good turn. And he walks away. He does not, you know, he does not heal it up, so to speak, like, you know, pose over the heels or anything. He just pulls lines his father out of frustration, then he leaves. And, uh, yeah. And that was it. And then you have just two matches left, and there's an hour left. And the the show was actually going to get the, there under three hours. It actually ended up being 3.30, but yeah, it shows that you don't need that much. And Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins, they show that package and they put over how personal this is, which is, yeah, it's, again, again, you know, some people might think, uh, oh, it's corny boy, back in the attitude era, they would do, yeah, yeah, dude, back in Memphis and stuff, they used to get more personal, but this is as personal as we can get now, so, yeah, let's just, you know, back in Memphis, and it's funny you say that, uh, last week, uh, Jim can Jim can shared a uh, 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 I want to say a uh, basically Jerry Lawler got ran over by a car. Mm-hmm. Eddie Gilbert ran him over the car, and he was saying how people freaked out, thought that was real, called the cops and everything. And I'm just looking at people comments like, yeah, that's when wrestling the great. Um, you can't do that now. <laughs> okay, you can't just. Go to a TV set, run somebody over, and people will think it's real. And I'm like, y'all need to grow up, okay? Yeah. Back then, you can do painting stuff like that. Now, no, you can't. Sorry, I dropped my thing. I mean, yeah, the last time they did it was uh, 99 with Steve Austin. And that was it. Perfect. No. Exactly. Because even then, yes, let a wrestler do a home invasion. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good because a lot of people don't know that that's the messed up thing shocked me because i only found out accident when the wife was posting negative stuff about matt you're like oh you can do this and do that but you can't see your kids i'm like whoa where the hell i come from and that's when they said like yeah they going to a divorce and stuff and I'm like oh that's yeah. that sucks so, and, yeah yeah and it's underrated how good Seth Rollins delivered that thing it's like because he because he showed like it's the whole idea is that Seth Rollins got pissed off. Bad. And you could see that he went from clown to, like, you know, evil evil genius in that interview. Like, his face just, uh, his whole facial expression just changed. <laughs> yeah. And now, and, and I like the scene, you know, piss off, bro. 
and again, people are like, oh, now we don't. Now we can see a more serious Matt Riddle. Like Matt Riddle always been that way. They just they just Vince just stretched it out where it was like a cartoon character. <laughs> like he always seemed like he's not always there and happy and everything. It's just yeah. the whole Randy was a Vince McMahon thing of him just making him even more cartoonish. Yeah, which is the whole idea. Like that. They would say like Triple H would never book him like that. Dude, have you seen his NXT run? Exactly. <laughs> just watch when he was a tag team champion with Pete Dunn. It's yeah. the same thing. <laughs> yeah. It's so, yeah. More good. But for for a for a rivalry this this personal or this personal this or I just wish that he did not come out on a scooter and you know was happy go lucky during his uh, entry. Oh, I knew he's gonna do that, but that's who he is, and I, I knew is, exactly what it, I knew that was gonna happen. After that promo, I was like, "You like, yeah, ain't gonna mean nothing because he's gonna have the scooters. He gonna kick off the the, the flip flops, and it's like it's it's nothing changed." <laughs> That's the problem, yeah. and that yeah, and he came out, and that, then he, he got serious when Seth came out. So yeah, there's that's good. And he was dressed now like that. I might want to see though. Yeah, I'm and I, to see I, yeah, and I saw the this. UK. Yeah, and I saw this meme, and uh, he was Matt Riddle was dressed like the starfish character from SpongeBob Square Man. See, <laughs> Patrick. Patrick. Patrick Star. Yeah. 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 So he was dressed in the same types that Patrick was dressed in. Serious. Serious. You think he like you know. Do the buck street thing, like he got some street gear with gloves on. Like this is a fight. I'm gonna fight you, like, self. But yeah, no, I mean, no. yeah, but uh, all the things that you could cosplay as, like here's people cosplaying as Wolverine, uh, Johnny Gargano cosplays as Venom, Rey Mysterio cosplays as as actual Mysterio, <laughs> uh, uh, Seth Rollins uh, cosplays as a White Walker from Game of Thrones, Matt Riddle cosplays as Patrick Star from. Bro, he loves Patrick, bro. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Anyway, but yeah, this match was good, and I would, uh, I was telling you while we're watching, I would be okay with uh, Riddle getting DQ'd in this one, and just mm. keep going. Now they didn't go that way. They got in the told that Riddle's anger was his undoing in the end. Stuff needed the window because it it been a while. I don't even know the last time 15. Seth Rollins won a match. Uh, I saw it online fifteen months since he actually beat beat anyone. <laughs> you see exactly. <laughs> yeah, see. Which is it, it speaks volumes to, uh, about his durability as a character. Now that fifteen months without a win and he's not he's still kind of considered a big deal because he's entertaining. Yeah, this whole Seth freaking Rollins thing is entertaining because like, I was. I was like you. It's like, what the hell is this? But it grew on me, though, because he made it entertaining. It he made it on great. Yeah, yeah, it grows on you. Yeah. And uh, by the way, it grew on the fans, too, because they were singing his song for the longest time. They were, they were all so yeah. It kept going. The outfits, the laugh. And if the thing is, it just, it's, no, it's nothing new if you look at it. It's still the same Shield Self Rollins. Now he's just. He laughs a little bit more. Yeah. He moves. Yeah, he's just a little bit off kilter a little bit, but, but, but here's, the same stuff off. But here's the thing: he makes a good uh, he makes a good argument for why Triple H needs to sign more people because we have seen a lot of Seth Rollins, and I think plus is more with the guy right now. I know. 
and his thing, I forgot his uh the Messiah his quote when he was the Messiah. Yeah. See, I totally forgot. Yeah. Again. Yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it just it totally it, it totally lost me. What oh, I forgot what I used to say to you all the time when he showed up. He is the visionary. Yeah. He is the revolutionary. He is the girl. No, that's the new thing, but when he was the Messiah, you know, you just like no. He was the not... Monday night Messiah, excuse me, let's just leave. Yeah, but he abandoned the Messiah character when he went to SmackDown, I believe, because he can no longer be the Monday Night Messiah. Yeah, I'm so mad. Did now. he have a coat as a Messiah? Other than that? What's that? Did he have another coat back then? Yeah. Yes, he did, with a fur that. around it. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Messiah. Yeah. Wait, let's see. Yeah, he had a leather coat with a little fur wrapping around it. I like this. People also ask, is Seth Rollins the Messiah? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, well, I guess it's going to be hard to find that to whatever he was saying then. Oh, man. I got... Yeah, we'll uh, get to it. If anyone, if any of our listeners wants to want to, you know, send us uh, whatever Seth's trademark coat was when he was uh, the Messiah character, please do so, and then we will see about, uh, you know, uh, hooking you up with some merch. It's basically going to be like, you know, an A4 sheet with our names on it. And the drawing. Poor, poor drawing of our faces. Okay, James, you ready for the main event? Okay. I'm ready for the main event. Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Now I said, and now I said right before that you know, this match started that uh, now is not the time to beat Roman Reigns. But God, if Drew wins, I'm gonna mark out. Yes, it it, it would make sense to you. Yeah, it it makes sense for the night. It doesn't make sense for the rain overall. And then, and here's this match, and this match should be in wrestling classes all over the world. And and honestly, the folks, the folks who air their show on Wednesday night, could use the could use a little guidance on this match. Here's okay. the, here's the thing, this match had pretty much zero high spots, zero outlandish uh, antics until the very end, and this was the most captivating match on the show. This was the most captivating match I've seen in months, maybe. Now I can believe you, Roman been doing it. Yeah. And Drew can too, but I just don't see them both doing it. Cause I don't know, Drew's not bad. I love Drew, but it just got a little stale with me with him. It got stale, but but honestly, they did pretty good at heating him back up for this match, building him back. And yeah. the short time they did, those last three weeks with him facing off against Roman and then you know kicking him out, and then Roman coming back with the with the bloodline and putting uh, putting him there, putting Drew down. And then Drew attacking Roman from behind, uh, attacking Roman during his celebration. The whole thing was done perfectly to put him in as a credible challenger of the uh, of Roman Reigns. It just was not his time. That's the problem. It, it the stars were aligned. It was perfect. He just could not, you know, he can't take the belt off Roman now. And this is the problem. I was watching this match. This match had me on the edge of my seat for a lot of things and there was nothing like there's no like there's not even a moonsault in this match not even a super play it's just 
both these guys just telling the story. Pure mm-hmm. and simple. And and here's the thing, Roman did most of the heavy lifting because his facial expressions and the way he was conducting himself are amazing. He's in there. He's scared of Drew McIntyre. You know, he, Drew McIntyre, he, he, uh, there is the point at the beginning of the match where he shoulder blocks Drew McIntyre and Drew McIntyre doesn't go back down. He just takes a step back, doesn't even stagger and looks at Roman and then Roman's like, oh God. And he goes and, you know, does the whole old heel antic of, you know, going between the ropes. You know the thing that Keanu does? Mm-hmm. Except Roman didn't yell great. Yeah. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he goes out of the ring. And leaves and it's, it's uh, he turned and this is the first time he did it in the past few years. He turned into full on cowardly heel for a bit. Make him look strong. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he does that. Yeah, yeah, he does that. And then he hits he, uh, during the course of the match. He hits through with two. He he hits him with three spears overall, but two spears, and he pins him. And Drew kicks out, and he's like, and the despair on Roman's face is like unbelievable. Was Paul Heyman there? No, there was no Paul Heyman there. Oh. Heyman still the Karen Cross was okay. Karen Cross was ringside though. Well, of course. He bought a ticket. No, he was yeah, he bought a ticket. He's sitting there like he you know, they cut to him like he like they did for Bret Hart and stuff. They actually cut to yeah. Adrian Adrian Street first and then they cut back to Karen Cross. <laughs> and like Michael Cole, by the way, marked the hell out for Adrian Street. <laughs> Anyway, as he should. Yeah, which kind of might make me think that why couldn't they get Nigel and Nigel McGinnis to be the ten? You know, I, I was going to ask you that. I I don't know. Maybe maybe he's not good there. Just you know, or you know. Well, Nigel uh, McGinnis was back in Orlando, I think. So they could. They, I mean, they would have to fly, that's probably why. They would have to fly him back out to Wales. So. Yeah. So. But anyways, so you anyways, so you got uh, or during the match they just you know. Drew is, has Roman in the outside. Cross throws a water bottle at him. And they just mouth off. And they mouth off for a bit. And he tells them, sit down or I'm going to rip you out. And then, you know, people come get in between them. And that's it. Karen Cross is gone for the rest of the night. That's it. And it's a pretty genius thing of them addressing this whole thing. And then just, you know, setting it aside for this match. I know. You know what? But Pinlow sprinkled it. They may carry, may interfere in this yeah, later, but we don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. But let's focus back on this. And then Roman just takes advantage of it. He's Andrew breaks the count of nine, and the despair of Roman Reigns' his face. Oh my God! This guy, uh, James Blanton, I kid you not. Roman Reigns is the most complete wrestler. He's the most complete sports entertainer in the game today, bar none. I'm sorry. He's, that's why he's our tribal chief. <laughs> Seriously, this guy this guy is the best of the best right now. I don't care what anyone says, and I don't care how many seven star matches anyone else has, how many uh moves they have. There is no one that is as captivating as Roman Reigns at this point. I a hundred percent agree with you. And I can sit down and just watch Roman Reigns talk for an hour. Dude, I'll do you he okay. Can that and they get brewed and that stuff like that. And I want him to interject with other people. I like when him and Sammy together. Yeah. Because it's it, it's 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 weird, but it's different. But he works. With, other he works with everything on it. Yeah. I mean, like 
when he said, Sammy, what you doing out there, man? Come back in here. And yeah, see, you, you just expect Sammy to say something stupid to piss him off, but no, nah, you're just going with it and then Roman he's will a, laugh. Yeah, stuff. but he's a chill mafia boss. I mean, like, I, I would say in these scenes with Sammy, he's like, I don't think you watch The Boys, do you? No, I do not. Yeah, but I, have you heard about it, you know, about the characters on there? Okay, anyway. Some of them, you know, Anthony memes Star, and stuff. Yeah. Anthony Starr plays this character called the Homelander, who's like, you know, supposedly like... The yeah, I know Homelander. Yeah, I know some yeah, of the, the main people, yeah. Yeah, he's the Superman of the role, but he's psychotic. And mm-hmm. every normal interaction you're watching him do with other people... Uh, by the way, uh, maybe it's a chat for another time, but, you know, Anthony Starr not getting an, an, an Emmy nomination for his portrayal of Homelander and the boys is a fucking tragedy. <laughs> Miscarriage of justice, but uh, we'll get uh, to that later. But anyway, every scene he's in, while he's, you know, interacting with other characters, there is the sense of, you're, you have the sense of dread as a viewer that this guy might snap at any time and just, you know, laser-eye everyone into oblivion. And that's sort of like, you know, that's those scenes with Sammy and Roman when they were by themselves, you could get, you got that out of it. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns and, and, and you get it with Jay too, because I like how Jay interacts with Sammy yeah. too. You see Jimmy out hey this and that, and Jimmy like like calm down, Jimmy. Yeah, but Jay is in his face yeah. pissed off. Roman, you don't know what he's thinking. That's the whole He's right, and that's what I said. It works all together because you got Roman cool and calm and collective. Jimmy's the fun one, and Jay look like he just about to snap off oh, on yeah. anything. Oh Jimmy's the fun one. Oh, Jimmy's the fun one, all right. Exactly. See, he's all you know, laughing and handshakes, and Jay well, just like yeah, he's all laughing, and handshakes, and like, they're drinking and driving, you know, all this kind of stuff. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> of course. <laughs> see, so that's why it works, and I'm worried about they adding a brother. I don't know. Let's see. You know, whenever that happens, what that is. It could be a one-off, but well, but yeah, that yeah. just keeps going, and they hear out of there, and then, and then, do hit that. Drew hit the claymore. I think I don't know if it was a claymore or if it's a big move in the middle of the match. And the ref, the ref gets taken out in the middle. By the way, but Roman just arguing with the, um, Charles Robinson. And Drew hits and Drew hits him out. And then and, and I don't know. Did you know that the theory came out? No. Oh yes, I saw a picture of that. Yes. Yeah, he came out with the he came out with the briefcase. And I honestly, I was watching this and I was like, nothing against theory. Not but I was like, yeah. oh god, no. Because this match was so good, I didn't want anything to take me out of it. It's always going to be looming, my friend. It's always going to be looming. It's going to be looming, but it's, it's, we forgot about it for a time. And I was like, ah, shit, this is not the time to do this. And thankfully, they did it smart because he came out. He was going to talk to the ring announcer. And, uh, and uh, Tyson Fury, who was ringside, just punched him out. That's who did it. Okay, they had that covered. And I'm like, who did that? Because it was a meme. That's what I saw. It was a meme. And I'm like, yeah, that didn't make sense. But I, I get it, but it don't make yeah. sense. Which, yeah. it, it makes sense because Tyson Fury was shown backstage with Drew McIntyre and with Roman Reigns. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. He's protecting the match, but it's the point is, like, yeah. you can't be, la- you know, the, the makes is that you don't lay hands on, on <laughs> other I'm people. Wrestling. Yeah, but who's going to tell this, you know, giant, you got to go now. <laughs> yeah, you do. Because Fury is huge. I know. You get, you get, get some huge security guys. Like, let's go that man out. 
Yeah. And, and honestly, you and honestly, I did not appreciate how big Drew McIntyre was, even though I actually met Drew McIntyre before, and he like dwarfed me. But I did not appreciate how how, how big he was until I saw that he was almost eye to eye with Fury. Yeah, that's how I was when. Um, Drew back in the day is different than Drew now. So it shocked me when I saw. I'm like, that's not Drew McIntyre. Like beard and the hair and everything like totally different when he was in his 20s yeah. and then i didn't know how tall he is till he's with braun i'm like damn he, he's, tall. he's almost, yeah he's almost as big as braun is like exactly like whoa <laughs> yeah. he does not i mean like without the chance he does not look like a tall person he just looks no, like a rough no, and rough but anyway, so, yeah. Anyway, so the and, and during this whole commotion, Drew either hits the Roman with a, I think he hit him with a claymore, hit him with another big move. I can't remember what it was. And what? Maybe no. Actually, I think it was a claymore because I, my heart skipped a beat on that uh, on that two count because I thought it was over. And then that's when I realized, me personally watching, that I was not going to be happy for the winner as much as I was going to be sad for whoever loses. Mm-hmm. You know, because I didn't, I didn't want Drew to lose in front of this hometown crowd. At the same time, I did not want Roman Reigns to end right now. I was not ready for the Reigns to end. I wanted to uh, travel cheap, long may he ring, you know, type of thing. But they did it, and then and then they uh, Roman hits them with the second spear, gets the two count. They fight amongst themselves. Drew finally hits him with the cleanest claymore ever. And you're you're watching this, and I'm watching this, and I'm saying it's over. That's it. And then the rust gets pulled off. Uh, a little bit of fuckery that he needed in them. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's solo Sequoia. And to, you know, Drew grabs him. He, is it, he guillotines him on the ropes, or he hangmans him on the ropes, and then Drew turns around into the spear. One, two, three, Roman Reigns wins. Great, amazing match, amazing psychology. Like I said, no high spots, no no you know show, no mm-hmm. showmanship, no, not even like you know the, not even the overplayed you know punch out the assist fight kind of game. None of this. It's just you know a battle between two heavyweights that told a story and it's amazing match. After you come back, from, after you come back from your self-imposed exile, I really suggest you. I really recommend you watch it. Okay. And no Usos, right? No Usos, just solo. I think because they 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 they, they cannot they, travel. They, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's what I figured. That that's why I said solo might interfere. And yeah. You said no. You need someone bigger. And yeah, for something like that, but something bigger would have been better. It kept yeah. the match. Yeah, it kept the yeah, but. Trying to get the match as pure as possible, where there was no focus on whoever it was that interceded. The focus remained on Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. And for all intents and purposes, Drew McIntyre, even though this is his third loss to Reigns, but he still came out of it looking better because he pretty much had the match won. There was no question about it. Roman Reigns was not kicking out. And he got fucked at the end. So. I wasn't. Here you go. I wasn't. I'm always excited for a Tribal Chief Roman Reigns match. It's just that, like I said, I was I was 
looking forward to the match, but I wasn't hyped for the match. Let's yes. go with that. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I had a feeling that that scenario would have happened in that way. I get that. I hope it didn't. I wanted Roman to at least. It would. Let me say. I rather whatever win. It was a clean one, but yeah. But this it's, one, it's I'm not on brand. Yeah. yeah, it's not on brand with him, and it's, it's still. It's I yeah. kind of like that. It still pisses off the marks everywhere because everyone's like, "Yeah, he still cannot. He still cannot win uh, match cleaning." He's a heel. He's the heel. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's what they supposed to do. Well, I, mean, I mean, he did. He did beat Brock Lesnar cleanly at uh, clean at WrestleMania. But exactly. See. But it's but exactly. He's, but he's the heel. That's the whole idea. And uh, that's the thing. And here's the thing. Oh. When people keep comparing him to other wrestlers outside, like uh, you know Kenny Omega and stuff, and they compare them in the you know the workplace, and then people say, "Well, he needs help to win the match." Okay, are you are you mad at him in the shoot way or in the in the work way? Because we can't have both conversations <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, to them you can see, and de- hence why the break. Because it's just like. They be telling me, like, the man is great. He's entertaining and he's stuff like that. I don't like comparing is Kenny Omega better than Roman and Roman. But no, I, I love them both. They both entertaining. That's there basically what it is. Apples and oranges, I guess. That's the whole thing. Yes. Huh. That. I'm just glad Roman found his spot in his way because, yes, it was a long road. And I love the shield. And I'm like, he's the least one that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but now, it took time for him to find that, that role, yeah. And now he's not even the uh, the most interesting. And he's the most interesting character in the whole wrestling world. Wrestling. Yeah. In the wrestling world, not in the WWE universe. Yeah. In the whole world. I can tell you now. Shield came out. It was like, I already knew Tyler Black, but I never seen him. So I was already there with Seth. I heard of Dean Ambrose. I'm like, oh, he's pretty cool. And I'm like, all right, this is Roman. Okay, whatever. He's the big guy. He's the muscle. He had, he had, like, good he had like two NXT appearances before that. So. Yeah. And they good as a unit. But keep going. Like him as a unit. They broke up. I'm like, all right, I'm with Seth because I love Seth. And I'm with Dean. And Roman, I just didn't like, like, all right, yeah, we broke up the shield. But I'm going for the title. And I'm like, wait a minute. Don't you want to get even with Seth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then just overall, just like yeah. the problem that they knew that guy was gonna be the future, but they wanted to bring the future closer than it was. It, it wasn't the time. Yeah. yeah, and and I like that he went through that because if he didn't go through that, we wouldn't have the tribal chief as he is right now. Yeah, so. no, not at all. That shit, that giant chip on his yeah. shoulder is because of all the resentment people gave him when he was uh, when he was the guy. Yeah. So, so now it's it's Roman self. And then Dean is like way the bottom, but yes. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's John Moxley. John Moxley. Yes. I mean, yeah, he has to be way at the bottom because he is like, you know, he crushes bones and uh, drinks blood and drinks blood. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Does all, all the oh. kind of weird. All, does all the kind of. Weird. No, that's good. Okay. And so, what was this bizarre ending? I guess that happened at the end of the okay, show. So what happened yeah. is uh, Roman is in the ring. He's celebrating, and Tyson Fury comes in. He looks. It's it's basically the ending you would see after the cameras roll off, but for some reason they just kept it on the air. Rolling stuff. Some for the for the fans there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So Tyson Fury is in there and he shakes hands with Roman. Roman leaves. Then he shakes hands with Drew and he grabs a microphone and Drew cheer up. I know you, yeah, but he showed everyone the tonight that you are as good as every thing you say they are. And then they start singing uh, American Pie. Okay. All right. He leads the people. All right. I see now. Okay. Okay. I forgot to 
unsubscribed to Canatolic Wrestling, and they had that, and I'm like, bizarre ending. I'm like, okay, I guess I asked about that. <laughs> yeah, and then they yeah. they think they think they think, um, uh, and then and then he puts the mic to Drew, and Drew starts, uh, you know, in the bye bye Miss America. Thing after the whole arena thing, and you know the Brit Bob loved to sing along. Uh, yeah, that's what I think. It was it was, it was after the camera scene for yeah, the, the crowd. It, it's yeah. weird that they showed it because it it gave me weird Lex Express uh, vibes. <laughs> oh man! And, 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 to uh, his, and to his credit, Drew sold it good. Where he was like he was reluctant to get in, but it was like yeah, it's too nice not to. Not to get into, yeah. and then he starts uh, talking to them, and he said, "Are we still in the air? I'm just messing around at this point." That's true. Nice. And it, then even better if they gave him like some a beer or something. Like, oh, what the hell? So you can at least, you know, yeah. But then, off, yeah, like, and, then, and that's the thing, and that's the thing. I think he didn't know that they were on the air until he actually asked, "Are we still on the air?" Yeah. See. So yeah. Okay. And then they said oh. they sing "Sweet Caroline," and then they go into the into the press conference. And I know you're over the tribalism, but let me just comment about the war between uh, the encore between WWE and AEW at this point. Mm-hmm. They can deny it however they want to, but the WWE is fighting this war at this point. They're actively fighting that war right now. Why? They're denying it? I mean, they're not. I mean, Triple H, what did Triple H say? He said they get our developmental thing, uh, good for them, and yeah. it's, like, it's like brushing them off. But all the moves that they are doing right now, they're fighting this war. I'm exactly. And, and, I, and that's that was my big break, too, how he uh, the comment that everybody said that, like, yeah, they beat the development. I'm like, excuse me, Triple H, you was called in the third brand. And I remember in the highs of NXT Black and Gold, they was having house shows, and they was out doing the top two shows. And y'all had a stacked roster of people who've been in the business longer than they expect. So it's like now the development now now it's, it is not, yeah it's, now yeah, it is uh, yeah. and yeah but what was it I mean they 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 have to ask him like what happened when next he did the thing and they kind of he kind of told the company line on that one yeah but like, the thing but that was, the thing that was funny with to me was Chris Jericho's the reaction though it's like yeah, I saw that yeah I me, saw that too me and, thinks the gentleman does protest too much yeah but. He always gonna be outspoken about everything he says. His whole thing is it, it's coming up as a suck up deal at this point, honestly. It's, yeah, but you know, with him, he don't. He never. I always look at him. He always take things kayfabe anyway. Because I'm looking like this. Like, is this Chris Jericho or the Wizard talking here? And if it's the Chris Jericho normal, how many drinks you had after this? <laughs> But this was an interview, so it's not yeah, right. thing. But no, he's. Yeah. I believe, uh, to my extent, uh, the way Chris Jericho comes off in these things, he is he is bitter. God knows why. But he said day. he talked to him, and he wouldn't mind coming back to him if they ever offer came up to. Him. Like you seem like they fine with him and stuff. I don't know. That's that's what I was thinking. Like yeah, you've been drinking. He, he comes up. He comes up as bitter in these things. Uh, I don't know. Why he's bitter? I mean, like it's not. Yeah, that. it's the best way to say it's like that's what he thinks. I'm thinking he's wrong, but we'll just see. And there you go. He could have just went made, into full defensive mode, and this is the whole thing. This is why I yeah. started on Chris Jericho because every time someone jumps from NXT to AEW or they well, let's go, Chris Jericho had to bring up like, yeah. So what was it like when AEW was kicking your ass when you were back in NXT, dude? 
But he did that with, with Adam Cole, and Adam Cole was trying to swerve away because he was trying to get Adam Cole to trash talk the WWE so bad, and Cole was not taking that bait. Like, yeah, he mm-hmm. comes up as desperate at this point. And this whole other thing about tribalism is, like, when people made that whole fuss about William Regal saying, I don't care if I get fired uh, from AEW. Guys, read the full code. It's out of context. Nope, nope, nope. Anything. He, he, and, didn't, and... he didn't say he doesn't care if he gets fired, period. He said, I don't care if I get fired for saying the truth, which he was not in danger of. He's just, you know, stating this. Just saying that, yes. He's letting you know that he's the thing. See, it, it's that's that's my whole point. Like this, and then I have we have to wrap up from cooking. The Alistair Black thing. Yeah. Do I hear that person says it himself? I'm always gonna do it rumors. Now they said it was true, but again, if you look at the context of it, it looked like he was kind of in a his, in his mind frame. I'm done with wrestling in general. Stuff yeah. like that. People can get frustrated, and I get it. Not everyone can be booked as the top star. It, Everybody did. And he felt frustrated. It's, yeah, it's a business. It's a yeah. business. It's a problem for Tony Khan because, yeah, you want to give the guy the break he wants, but then again, if you look him out of his contract, you know he's going to be scooped up. Exactly. Because yeah. I can see Triple H signing him and not using him for a year so he can get him stuff together. But the thing is, now you can't use them. See, that's the whole point. And yeah, which and people are like, oh, that'd be petty, but it's business. You, I would do that. Yeah. But my whole point is, everybody like, see, everybody wants to leave now. Triple H back. Y'all don't know that till I hear them stuff. Because see, this is what I want to say. Black. I would say that were there will be some people who want to leave just because Triple H is back. Not all of them. Oh yeah, it, it's possible. But then it, it it also let's not be shocked when someone want to leave Triple H because that's what I'm bring up. So, my good friend, how's Mustafa Ali doing? <laughs> you see what I mean? It's, uh, he's, again, I'll follow him, and he's doing good. But he hasn't changed his mind about being released since the regime that I know of. I mean, he hasn't. Yeah, he just hasn't yeah. commented about it. But yeah, see? That's the whole thing. But uh, here's the thing about the war. They went and when was the last time you actually saw the WWE air a press conference after a show? No, never. So they're taking his yeah. move, they're taking his the the move and doing oh, yeah. it and doing it better. Honestly, yeah. let's let's be honest about this. And this and hopefully this weekend that we're here uh, that we're in right now is the wake up call for Tony Khan because your way of booking of like just putting out fancy matches, focusing on the wrestling and just doing that is not going to cut it anymore. The honeymoon period is gonna. It's not. Uh, I don't here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's talk about all out. Again, what happened happened. It's, uh, a lot of things got screwed with the you know the undisputed elite getting whatever scared. may happen. Yeah, but that's the and main think, thing. Yeah, but that's the main but thing. yeah, but here's a show with pretty much zero matches that you're looking forward to. I as your as your matches that I'm looking forward to. Zero matches. I'm I am also, honestly I'll be honest with you. I am kind of looking forward to Funk and Moxie. Just because they sold me on that uh, on, uh, on this past time. Yeah. The outcome, yeah. Um, yeah. Um. Well, here you go. See his 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 thing though. Now I have to break it down to you. There's matches, meaning I really don't care about the storyline, but I'm just curious to see how the match outfit look like. And then there's some best story. Of course, Daniel Bryan, Chris Jericho, love yeah. Daniel Bryan. 
just love to see what they the output of that. That'll that's be, just yeah, that'll be a good match. That'll be an amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, Christian, versus, Christian have... versus Jungle Boy. You want to see what happens in that story, but yeah, exactly. The is, story well, exactly. The problem is one of those guys is Jungle Boy, and he's not. I am not able to relate to this kid. <laughs> I, I just, he's a good to me he's a good baby face and that's about it it's just yeah. that i gave it, him the it, mic it's, it's I, almost I, it's I, like it he's, he's the kid he's yeah. a sissy who's trying to be a tough guy that's what comes out yeah exactly yeah um athena and jay just to see if they're going to give it to athena uh, yeah. Athena had an interesting yeah, and, yeah and then again yeah. they waited too long for this match to happen well, thing is, it's supposed to go to Statlander, but she got injured. Yeah, uh, but, so they had to reach yeah, but Statlander has been injured about a month ago, and now all of a sudden, yeah, we got a scene. Yeah, and exactly, like, but now they, they course correcting it there, you know. But you're right; they could have moved it up a little bit. That's the problem. Um, that's the problem. It's it's, it's uh, by the way, that's almost what happened for Double or Nothing as well. And he's all out is their biggest show of the year. I I know. Double or Nothing is the first show that ever happened in the AEW. Oh, no, I agree with you. No, all for, all, for all intents and purposes, Double or Nothing should be their WrestleMania, but things being what they are, All Out is their WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this show has, every match on this show has no more than three weeks of build-up. Mind you, the last pay-per-view was three months ago. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get you, yeah. You understand? Here's, here's what I'm telling you why it needs to be a wake-up call. The one thing AEW had over the WWE was that they had more focus on wrestling, so to speak, or so they claim. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think yeah. that was the correct, uh, that, uh, that was the way they did uh, what with the Orange Cassidy stuff and Dark Order, but that's the one thing they said. They were more focused on wrestling. Uh-oh. And the WWE had... I'm the, talking about Tony. I think he had the system. There you go. <laughs> yeah, okay, here we go. So they said they were more focused on wrestling. WWE had the more entertainment value and the production thing and everything. And during the three years, AEW refused to address, and they still refuse to address, the glaring problem yeah. in the production value. Triple H takes over. WWE is shifting towards more focus into the, the focus on the wrestling. They consistent with their and, stuff now. And yeah. their production value is still as good as it was, while AEW has not made any progress in that part where the WWE has the has the edge over them. No. The tide is gonna it's shift about, unless we change unless we do something about it. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I'm still like I said there's other matches I'm looking forward to, but storyline wise, it's yeah. Yeah, they, they didn't because a lot of things changed that everything was rumored to supposed to be because funny enough it posted have been um who the hell? I forgot who I, Chris Jericho originally supposed to have a match with. But anyway, no, you're right. He needs to tighten it up, but I don't know. I don't know if it's, he can do that. And here's the thing. He did what he did for the ratings, uh, giving Punk versus Moxley away for free. And honestly, who are we kidding? It's the whole one thing that's bigger than um, Punk making his comeback in Chicago and, you know, unifying the titles. is Punk winning the title in Chicago. That's what he thought he was doing. Yeah. To me, but it's the same thing if he unified it. Yeah, it's, you know? it's exactly the same yeah. thing. You could have just put him in as the under. He's, he's still going to get the same treatment from the Chicago fans, whether he walks in as a champion or the other. Because here's the thing, though. They could have did the same angle they did last week without even having a match. Yeah. Or could have had a match with... Uh, they could have had a tag team match, and Mark could have just played them out. No, name the name tag team match. He could have had a match with... Uh, Yuta. 
Yeah. Let's say Yuta, okay? And let's say he he lost it by a roll up. It was even, but you know, Yuta got the best of him. And then no, he can Punk, come out saying like, yeah, I Punk, lost Punk, yeah. Punk injured his leg and yeah. Yuta. Yeah, so yeah, he got the best of me, and I don't know if I can do this, and blah blah blah. Maybe I'm not ready, and then boom, you could have did the same thing and stuff like that. I wasn't ready because it could be an impromptu match. You don't have to plan a week ahead, you know. It could be the start of Dynamite. He come out there. Willa come out like, yeah, I'm this yeah, and that. And, I yeah, just and, 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 and you put on the seeds of doubt that Punk may, may or may not be able to do it. Yeah. But, and there you go. But yeah, but then again, they made the championship match. And people, and after that match, people started to tune off. So you're like, yeah, you got this little rating. But was it worth that sacrificing the pay-per-view for? You thought he did? I mean, and huh? you're right. I'm not. I'm not. You sure. thought he did? Yeah, but then again, well, not for me because the thing is, in his mind, I believe he got 12 matches, and that's the main event. But you might want to see Kenny Omega wrestle with the Bucks, or you want to see uh, uh, Swerve and Glory and other Versus things, or it. yeah, or the FTR with uh, Warlow and the. No. No, no one, no, one wants to see, no one wants to see FDR with Wardlow. People want to see no, FDR. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just so it's just like there's a lot of the matches for other people to see, and so there you go. Yeah. But I, I know he needs to uh, He needs to get it together. My whole just, thing is just... this. It's, it's... We should have built something better. And again, I hate that this is the talking point of Jim Cornette and we're going to be your phone. But yeah, the big money match for all now should have been the Bucks versus FDR. <laughs> <laughs> he's saying that? I didn't. I, I, I mean, I would watch him off and on. But yeah, he I said mean, that. Yeah, yeah, he said the Bucks pussied out of their match with FDR by uh, by bringing it, by losing the titles instead of like losing the titles to FDR in the rubber match. And then okay, they, I get went to the, they lost the titles to Swerve in our glory, which did nothing for Swerve in our glory, honestly. Tag titles are on like this little match that doesn't seem important anymore. Or that doesn't seem important. And FDR is in this meaningless thing, and they're gonna uh, and they're gonna crown the first ever trios championship. And by the next pay per view, how how important do you think that title is gonna be? It's up to who wins it. It's gonna, be, um, it's gonna be Omega in the books, right? I mean, come on. Here you go, Master. You're right. But before the news about Cole and everything, I was thinking it's going to be Hangman and them. And that's how you get the uh, Cole and Red Dragon to feud, start the feud with that. Because yeah. clearly Kenny is ready, but not ready to be one on one. Hence, he's doing teams. And I thought that was going to happen. But now I know that Fish is done at the end of the month. And uh, O'Reilly yeah, out for a year. This, this awesome storyline uh, is gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly see you know consequences it happens but yeah so yeah you're right it's going to be kenny and the bucks and they just gonna give it a i always say six month ride and then after that yeah so in six months that's two pay-per-views and then we'll see after that yeah and yeah because honestly yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's the whole thing they need to they need to again check on their production thing like they did the whole thing with yeah. you know Andrade and Rush taking off the the mask off of uh, Dragon Lee Dragon and Lee. coming in, and then they just cut out cut out because they couldn't make it in time. They keep cutting to weird camera angles. Last time they had the match with Pac, and Pac took like 
30 minutes to get up on the top turnbuckle. Yeah, this with is every balance and stuff, yeah. Yeah. I know. People are watching the other product again now, so you cannot mm -hmm. be doing this. They got they die hard who don't really care, but I get you, though. They need yeah, to get better and stuff. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but yeah. then again, the core audience is going to be less because they're going to hear, oh, they're, gonna do, they're doing something with... Uh, Riddle on roll now. Oh, I gotta check this out. <laughs> oh no, they, no! All they gotta do is oh, DUI versus the Usos. You know, it's gonna yeah, be on yeah, Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gargano's back on Raw. I gotta check this guy. Yeah, the rose-colored mm -hmm. sunglasses. The rose-colored glasses are off. That's what. I'm... Yeah, exactly. You know, if you like NXT Black and Gold, just watch Monday Night Raw and SmackDown because everybody's on there. Yep. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. So no, it's gonna be interesting. That's it. But I, I'm hoping, oh, honestly, I'm saying this, and I'm hoping that this slice of fire under man, he actually, and the guy who's looking, actually takes a long look at how he's doing stuff, and for the love of God, fix those production issues. Like get a tighter screw. I don't care what you do. And, and this, and, and this, what kills me about that. Ring Ravana had a good one, and they were smaller. Yeah. It's just that I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of it. I don't know what the, you know, it, 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 you know if anything, pill for people from full sale. <laughs> okay. Just do that. Yeah. You, in, you in Florida, just pill for them from there and there you go. Get yeah, some interns. So WWE did a lot of cuts across the last couple of years. I'm sure a lot of them are camera crew and directors and TV and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Take Get some stuff up. going. You know? it's, it's, it's going to be saying, crazy. They but... think Tony Khan has more money. Well, let's him put it to the, you know, in the proper exactly. channel. And I'm saying, if Triple H cut Kevin, Kevin Dunn, sign him. He's hated, but geez, at least something. You know TV. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Oh. But always a wonderful time, Master Heater. Yes. Uh, yeah, we have to wrap up here. Yeah. It's always uh, great to bring the color to the to the drive uh, to the drive through drive in. Sorry. Always right. good adding some color in professional wrestling. Yes, sir. And I have to admit, and his and this is this is the tribalism right quick. A lot of people praise all out for having majority more black wrestlers on a pay per view than most of their promotions. They do. Yeah. Because you got a Clean versus Swerve in Glory, Athena and Jay Cargill. <laughs> you got. Tony, you got Ricky Sparks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Ricky, uh, yeah, you got you got the House of Black. Hey, yeah, and uh, yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> at least got, got four and a half you got, matches. You got, got Jay Lethal in there as well. Yeah, you, like you said. Uh -huh. uh, um, God damn, who else is in there? Uh, that's about it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but hey, that's I mean, most. I'm, of, I'm, that's I mean, most you, got, you got yeah, you got. Tony Storm, who's uh, Tony Storm, who's Australian. Shemi Hira, who's British. No, uh, no, no. We talk about black people. Oh. We're not talking about them. They, they still Caucasian. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. If but you don't now, open up your mouth, you Caucasian. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, they don't look like. Oh yeah. It's like. <laughs> Sorry. That's how it is. Okay. It, 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 it's exact. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Like, hey, that's a hunky. Oh, sir, I'm not a hunky. I'm English. You're a hunky. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. And then again, you got, and you got whatever race Kip Sabian is. <laughs> uh, he's British. He's box, so he's white. He's boxhead. 
Yeah. So exactly. So that, I give him credit because I remember back a year ago, black people was getting on. Yeah, Tony Khan racist. He don't oh, promote black power, wrestling. Yeah, Powerhouse Hobbs. That's who we promote. Or did you already say it? Right? Ricky Stark. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna actually, be good. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh no, I'm fifty fifty. I um. I'll let y'all know if I get it or not. I, I got the fifty bucks for it. I I, I do support. Uh, I will say like if I'm gonna watch the World Collide, then I'm probably gonna. I mean, I'm gonna the main event. I'm I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna put the the all out on, but I'm not gonna I'm gonna be asleep for most of it. I'm probably gonna be up for you the last to. hour because I gotta get to work. But now the thing is, it's four hours. You should. Yeah. You should. Then that's my thing too. Like, do I really want to waste four hours looking at this? Because yeah. it's just. It's just me that's doing this. Yeah. Just doing this it's, to y'all. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's again, yeah, it's four hours is a lot. It's it's, it's a lot. And, yeah. and, and, and 12 matches is a lot. Honestly. <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I cannot care and I, and for, I, and, for that amount of matches. I cannot. And I here can you go. The, con, the pros is twice a month. It's fifty bucks. I'm getting my money worth. There's no filter. You're not gonna put no musical act in the middle or anything like that. So I get it, the thought process of it. But yeah, not every. You gotta catch me on a good time. And that's how I look at it. Again, and, and here's the thing again. That's the problem with their pay per views now that I'm thinking about it. They're stripped down WWE. They're just mm-hmm. not stripped down. What am I gonna say? They're WWE unplugged, so to speak. Yes. So. And uh, here's and uh, one more last thing about the main event. I, like I said, this past week on Dynamite, they sold me on it. Punk's promo was great. As strange as it might seem to uh, me hearing this, Moxley's second promo was pretty good. Then came out and mm. said, if that's what your boy wants, that's what your boy's going to get. And, and Yeah, uh, that's the first time I believed him. In a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, and this probably be, and I'm just, uh, I'm not interested in the match. I'm interested in the aftermath of it because either he's going to win and he's going to be a heel punk. No, he's going to be a heel. They're going to give him that big, you know, Chicago moment of winning the championship. Yeah, but I'm going to say when he be healed, he's going to do something heel to win. Not, it's not going to be a change that's going to happen there. It's going to be next week or couple of weeks. It might be because I don't know if that was by design or not, but Moxley is the most protected wrestler on the AEW roster. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and then a, you got to throw in the whole who's going to win this ladder match thing. And I'm thinking, yeah, they could do MJF. My whole Well, see, a lot of people wanted to be MJF. That's the problem. Yeah, see, you don't even want to say it. They want to be MJF. If it is MJF, I was thinking MJF they're going to do the match like September 21st in New York. And the whole plan was yeah. for MGF to win it. But all his other things, throw stuff in. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but, that's, but I don't think that's it's not be how MGF. you bring MGF into it, though. You don't just I know. Him into a random ladder. I know. That, it, 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 it diminishes. Yes. But they, I get you. That's why I said it's not going to be him. I think it's going to be somebody. I don't even see who should be winning gonna, to face whoever Punk is. It's going to be Leo Rush again. He's... No, he's trying to get in WWE. He's trying to, he's trying uh, to get in WWE. Okay. Uh, he, uh, no. See, thanks, Master Heater. You did it again. Next week, 
Lil Rush debuts with Hit Row. That's a new leader now. Thanks. Hit <laughs> Row, Hit Row. Now we got the battle. Come out and rock. He's we got the see, battle yeah. of power right here with us in the power. Uh, anyway. Uh-huh. See? Yeah. See? Uh-huh. And I have to break my little meditation and rest of like, you see this? Thank <laughs> Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna watch it. If it's <laughs> no, I'm just cooking a YouTuber, <laughs> and like you could thank Master Heater for this. He curses off, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then you were like, "Don't worry, he retired in a month." <laughs> yeah, exactly. he's gonna retire from the rap game, like you know, one week, and then the next week he's gonna retire from wrestling again. Uh, exactly, like thanks, but. Yeah. It's let's, fun. Let's close yeah, up. yeah, let's close up. Okay, thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, happy podcasting and wait. Yeah, he's there right now. I believe, I believe our our very own Joe uh, Joe O'Connor is standing by from the site of World Collide. Let's uh, let's go to him now. Take it away, Joe. Ah, Mohammed. I I'm I'm over in Cardiff. I'm getting ready for Worlds Collide. But it just, it's, it seems like it has been moved back to Orlando last minute. This is a terrible situation to be involved in right now. Terrible. Um, hopefully, I will get back to the United States in time to watch this. I think we have a floating announce table. Maybe we're crossing storylines with other versions of ourselves from other forums. But we will definitely be watching the show. It'll definitely be better than All Out in any regards. So far, it's been a great weekend. And not just for wrestling, but you know, a bunch of really cool shit's going on. But Clash at Castle is probably, I would say, the event of the weekend thus far. And including the two... Pay-per-views tonight, neither one of those stand a chance either. That is the bad thing about Clash of the Castle is it was so fucking great that no other event will be able to compare. It was top to bottom awesome. It is an old school throwback three hours, three hours, a little over three hours, technically. Three and a half it went. Six matches. It's all you need. You had a match on the pre-show. So seven matches. You don't need to have it packed in to be a four or five hour event. Which is what I feared this was going to be. Tonight I feel it'll be a long event. Because AEW Double or Nothing was a long event. I believe AEW All Out is going to be a long event. And honestly, there is nothing I am looking forward to on that show or that paper for the pay-per-view tonight. And there's nothing I'm really invested in on their weekly Dynamite television series at the moment. I think it's been garbage. WWE has been amazing. And last night just shows why the Triple H era is the King of King at the moment. Um... I did not see the pre-show live. Um, usually Peacock says like something starts at a certain time and it does. And that usually ropes in the pre-show. They had it down for noon my time. 
So I was expecting that there maybe just might, might have been the pre-show starting at noon and it would have gone to four. Or, you know, there was no pre-show at all. But Mohammed was messaging me about the bump and everything. And uh, then he was talking about, you know, how good the stadium looks for the pre-show. And I was like, oh, there is one. I didn't know there was a match until I got home. And I was actually home during it. I went for like a walk or anything because I didn't realize the match was actually going on. Um, but I watched that match just a little bit ago, actually. And the crowd for a kickoff show match was hot. It was Madcap Moss and the Street Profits. They beat Austin Theory in the Alpha Academy. You didn't have Theory take the pinfall. Um, Gable, again, loses. However, Gable is a guy that has been putting on 20-minute clinics on Raw, 15-minute clinics on Raw, and... Sure, he's lost like four weeks in a row, but every single match has been awesome. Gable is a workhorse right now, and a loss doesn't hurt him. Um, match was fun. Very fun match. Hot crowd. It's all you really need for a kickoff show. We had damage control and, and the uh, on the actual first match, which is Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky. And they defeated Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka. By far the best six-person match of the week. Um, and that match there really shows how great that the women's division is the past five weeks. Bailey has been doing phenomenal work. Dakota Kai and Eos Guy have been showing that they belong. Bianca Belair being a perfect champion. Alexa Bliss and Asuka have actually meshed very well together as a team. And it's just been an awesome job that they've done building up towards this match. The match itself, as I said, best six-person tag of the week. Hopefully they do not do you know, some sort of Six-person tag titles, because that tournament would just be terrible. <clears throat> Moving on, we had Gunther versus Sheamus, and that match was awesome. It was start to, bottom, start to finish, a big fight feel. You had Imperium brawling with the brawling brutes on the outside, while Gunther and Sheamus just had a stare down with each other. The match was physical as hell. Um, it shows the importance of the IC title, the importance that Sheamus needs to hold this. Gunther won. Yeah, so I agree with all the decisions thus far. Because um, I think I forgot to mention damage control won the six-person tag, whatever. Um, but yet again, another awesome contest. Liv Morgan defeated Shayna Baszler. It was a perfect underdog match. A lot of people are shitting on Liv Morgan. I love the fact that she is an underdog, and Shayna was the perfect person to be that obstacle. Edge and Rey Mysterio defeated Judgment Day. The match doesn't really wasn't needed because I think Mysterio's versus Judgment Day has gone on too long. Edge, I will also say, has the best gear in the business. I always say that whenever he comes out since his return, his gear has been amazing. Um... 
but this was the best match of the entire feud thus far. Um, Post-match, you get the fantastic reaction of Judgment Day while watching Dominic Mysterio turn heel. Edge's face selling, being kicked in the nads was fucking fantastic. Rey Mysterio was doing his part perfectly before being attacked. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Dom. Does he go to Judgment Day? Does he go by himself? Who knows? Um, will we still see Edge and Beth versus Finn and Rhea versus Priest and Rhea? We'll see. Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle. Awesome match. Awesome match. I thought it was going to end in like a DQ for the most part. Um, and then we had Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. This was an epic contest. Very psych. psych there was so much psychology in this contest. No high spots. It was two big brutes going out there and going for the championship. Roman Reigns is the fucking man. Drew McIntyre, if they do split the belts, proved last night that he should be champion if they do split the titles again. No, there's really nothing you can say about that match that was wrong from the intros with Drew's old theme, it had a big fight feel. The crowd was electric all night long. Um, the, the stuff with Austin Theory was thrown in the end. You, know, you had, you know, um, wow, what the fucking boxer guy? Uh, uh, okay, t t Tyson Fury. Yeah, so it's uh, Theory and Fury. Okay. That's what threw me off on there. Um, you know, getting involved and stopping him from cashing in. Then you had the debut of Solo Sokoa, which I'm not a big fan of his necessarily at NXT, but it works here. And people are pissed off that Roman's still champion. When you are a champion, you're producing this great of matches, and this might have been his best match one-on-one -on -one. and pretty much all his singles title defenses have been awesome um i still think his best match is versus edge and brian danielson but this here is probably his top tier one-on-one -on -one match um but that's my thoughts on the pay-per-view i thought it was an awesome show top uh top to bottom and Hopefully, you know, today's pay-per-views have at least one good match on each one. I think uh, uh, World's Clyde definitely will. All Out, I have no idea if that's going to even have anything redeemable at all besides Danielson versus Jericho. But we shall see, and happy podcasting.